right. And it has been probably, I don't know exactly the last time you were on the podcast, but all I know is it was not Eddie Green's 101. It was uh, Terminator 101 when we did the uh, T2 3D reunion with you and Jason and and uh, Mike. No, no, Mike wasn't in there. Mike tried to come in and uh, he had some kind of technical issue, which we've had prior to <laughs> even starting this. And then he just had to drop off. But who else was in there? There was uh, Kiana was in there. And, yeah, Kiana and uh, Mark. Mark. Mark uh, Matthews. Yep. And uh, I think that was, I'm trying to think, was, do we have anyone else in that one? Yep, that was it. Yeah, yeah. And, Pretty much Jason and I doing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, from that, um, funny you say Jason, because him and I, I mean, you know, I really clicked with you because you were sort of like the, the one that shepherded that whole reunion. Like I kind of came to you and you were the one that sent out all the invites and everything and made that thing happen. But uh, Jason and I have been like recording. I think he's done the this podcast at least three times since because he's so just nice. fucking nuts and wacky. Um, he really makes for <laughs> good content. Good just, that's a good way to describe him. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man, really cool. Really cool to now finally have you on Eddie Green's 101, which is an open-ended podcast. It's uh, You can talk and do anything on here. It doesn't really matter. But uh, you are celebrating, right. what, 25 years at Universal? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, officially uh, at Universal, uh, as an employee of Universal, officially 25 years at the end of uh, the February. It just was like two, three weeks ago. It'll be uh, three weeks ago, like on the Sunday. So yeah, Jesus. 25 years in three weeks. <laughs> That's insane so, that... Because... I know, I know, dude. I, I, <laughs> I, it's surreal. I think on a daily basis, you know, I'm like, oh man, I've been around this place for half of my life my adult i mean literally half of my life i turned 50 in july and uh i've literally been at universal for half of my life <laughs> my existence on this earth <laughs> that's crazy because what universal well, actually, florida itself is 30 years old right uh yeah 1989 uh, i think is when it opened 89 or 90 somewhere in there which is and the weird and the funny thing is, is like actually I started there before um, I actually got employed as I was Terminator was where I got hired as my original um, uh, employment with Universal. But I was at the uh, Hollywood High Tones, the singing group uh, out in front of Mel's drive in from 91 part time uh, for a couple of years and then started singing full time with them in 94, 94. Yeah, 94. So 1994, I actually started singing on a regular basis at Universal Studios in front of Mel's driving. Now, the reason it doesn't count towards my employment because it was a what they call third party, like a contracted act. So I was employed by an outside vendor who staffed and and, um, and put the group out there in front of Mel's driving. So yeah, I was um, out right there. And it was kind of a take on the uh, American graffiti you know set and all that stuff from uh, the 70s and um yeah just started singing doo-wop acapella stuff three guys and a girl right in front of mel's driving there with a little a girl had the poodle skirt and we had our little chuckies and jeans and <laughs> sang all the the doo-wop songs from the 50s it was um that was the dream job right there before i got terminator obviously but yeah it was good times 
Oh, holy moly. Hold, hold on, Jeff. Can you see this? Wait. Jason Latona. <laughs> holy crap. What? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is... Don't you have something to do? Don't you have something to do? Don't you have like workouts to do and shit? Uh, I do. I did. I did them all today. I just, oh, I had weights man. and I lifted them all and now, uh, now I'm here. Um, so and this is the surprise. <laughs> And th- this was, uh, it's, I just literally wanted to stop in, show Eddie my beard, and get the fuck out of here. That's all. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. That's Why? Like, so can you guys can you guys see each other and me? Because I still can't see you guys <laughs> on the screen. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, I see, see everything. I see everything, too. Fuck, uh, I, I see everything, dude. I see dead people. I'm like fucking I, uh, I know. kid from you the Sixth Sense. You are always amazing. <laughs> I'm like the kid from the Sixth Sense. That's funny. Well, yeah. So you I can't live. see his beard, can you? Jeff, I cannot see his beard. I've seen uh, it on face. I've seen it on Facebook, I think, but I haven't seen it here. Eddie, Eddie's beard's better. Eddie's beard's better um, I, right now. I, but uh, I did but, see Eddie's beard for like five <laughs> seconds before we had to go to this. But because see, I this is the thing, Jeff. Like uh, um, some things never change. Like you still look great, you know, whatever. But the problem is the secret to Jeff's youth is he's still on DSL. <laughs> so that makes a lot of fucking sense, actually. It makes a lot of sense. Go. Go really slow, man. Just go really slow, and then you can live till you're like a hundred. A hundred to me is like twenty to you. So I'm on the I'm on the right path. <laughs> are you talking? Are you talking years or uh, megabits per second? Because I'm sure, I'll agree sure. with I'll, I'll agree <laughs> I agree with that I agree with half of that statement. Then, um, how are you guys? Oh, we're good. We're, we're just good, uh, we're trying yeah. to figure out technological issues. <laughs> They seem to work fine. It's all, they seem to work fine for me. Um, it's all yeah. me, man. It's I. I honestly believe being a Terminator so long, Cyberdyne's got it in for me. They're like, "Fuck this guy. We're gonna give him like the slowest <laughs> internet speed ever." Well, you know what? And he's gonna have to. Uh, you know it's funny, dude. Um. Uh. Yeah. Actually, Skynet started with uh, with hacking you. They're like the the the, the, the whole thing. They're like the Terminator story is not too far off, but instead of a a, a cyborg sent back in time to kill John Connor. It was uh, a technician sent back in time to just fuck your internet, so you can't actually get your message out. <laughs> um, dude, you know what's funny? So Eddie messages me, and he was just like, "Yo," and I haven't heard from him in a minute. And uh, and so, hey, Eddie, how are you? And uh, he he messages me, and he's like, "Dude, what are you doing tonight?" I'm like, mm, "Nothing." He's like, uh, "I got Jeff Brozovich coming on a uh, podcast. <laughs> Would you want to like like dump in for a second? I was like, "Well, I don't want to steal his thunder, but uh, I'd love to say what's up to him." And then I started thinking, dude. Um, and I'll tell you, uh, and you'll laugh at this because I don't know if we've ever discussed, um, of course, you know, my, all my, the Terminator stuff and uh, how I met Eddie and all of the, all of our times together there um, for 10 years, uh, for me and you 10 years. Um, and, you know, and I was like, the, I was like, right now, if you just told me first thing that pops in your head between you and Jeff Brozovich, and you're going to laugh because the first thing that pops in my head with me and Jeff Brozovich is Brody Dow Ripple's Terminator makeup. When <laughs> and see, look at Jeff. I know this. I I don't have to say. I know exactly what you're picturing right now. Oh, Bro, just the name saying that name makes me laugh. Brody Dow Ripple's Terminator makeup. Now, Eddie, I'm going to tell you what Jeff is probably picturing in his head. When uh uh, and I, I think we've talked about this. Like the you know when the show started what it was to what it ended up at least even when i left it was a, this you know the hodgepodge of 
degeneration, you know, degradation uh, from, you know, the Terminators that look like they were big and tall and white that looked like Je- Jeff to, and, you know, they were white, you know, mostly uh, to John Connors, you know, look like me, you know, that back then me, you know, with the, you know, sweet hair and, you know, I'm skinny and fucking to like short Mexican kids, you know, with bald Mexican kids. <laughs> Um, so, uh, uh, shout out to all my Mexican friends. Um, shout but, out to all of them. <laughs> but so initially, and, and, uh, there was a guy named Brody who they hired, uh, don't know, I guess he looked just like Arnold for the simple fact of, or if you're, he had arms, Arnold had arms, he had a head, <laughs> Arnold had a head, he had hair, even Arnold, he had feet and he walked forward and backwards side to side like Arnold did. So that was, in, even, that was even a stretch. Yeah, somewhat. He nailed most of that. But anyway, but the guy, uh, um, so Jeff and I, we were always like the pioneers of what the new shit that was going to be coming out. So we found a new hairspray. Jeff had it. You know, there was a new fucking makeup that made my skin look more and more like Eddie Furlongs. I fucking had to have it, right? So Jeff and I would do like, we actually, especially when we had like people filming or we knew people like, hey man, you know, my mom's coming in or, you know, Jeff's like, dude, my cousins are coming in. We're going to fucking go all out. And I, you know, contour my cheeks a little bit more. Jeff would throw a little bit of fucking taupe, you know, brown taupe to take his, you know, cheekbones in a bit. And um, so, and that became like the kind of like, oh, that looks good. That's like the retain turned into the industry standard. So um, (laughs) this guy Brody. And so there was a photo of like Jeff in the fucking makeup room with like the makeup because the makeup people are like, yeah, guys, keep doing this. This looks good. It looks good on stage, you know? And uh, let's just say that our buddy Brody wasn't as um, uh, makeuply inclined as maybe my friend Jeff was. And dude, he comes out and they're like, Brody, you don't have any makeup on. You got to go do because like our stage manager at the time was like, Brody, you got to at least try to do the, the makeup. You know, it's the, the sheet is upstairs as a reference. And he goes, oh, OK, cool. So Brody uses the fucking makeup like he used. There was just a bat. If you remember, it was like a shoebox, I think, right, bros? Like it was a yeah, shoebox full of different makeups, right? Now, we had another guy that was, uh, again, most of the guys used a lighter foundation to make themselves lighter as John and a little bit darker foundation to make themselves darker for, to match Arnold's skin color. And he just must have saw, oh, here's skin color. Here's makeup. And, dude, he used, <laughs> he used this this guy Aaron, who was a ter- uh, John Connor, he was already pale, and he used even more. Dude, it looked like fucking powder, like the fucking uh, like that's what Brody. So Brody comes down to the fucking. Uh, I remember serious as anything down to our fucking green, uh, where our green room, our backstage area, and he walks in, and dude, he's like he's the Terminator. He's dressed like the Terminator, uh, but he looks like a fucking Kabuki warrior. And I remember telling John, I was like, dude, the Kabukinator. And the Kabukinator. He li- dude, and Bros, am I exaggerating at all? He was no. pasty fucking ghost oh. white. Imagine, dressed like the fucking Terminator, hair spiky, but like oh, dr- ghostly white, but with fucking black, oh. like literally like a Japanese Kabuki lady. Uh, that's what he looked like. <laughs> And that's the man memory that I thought. Anyway, I'm leaving. I, I just share that. But it's so true though, because like he, he grabbed because yeah, he, he saw the picture and he grabbed the the John powder and the base and stuff mm. and started using that. So that's why he looks so fucking white. And he was like, and he's like, oh yeah, this looks good, man. And then he started. I mean, it was just it literally. He looked like something right out of a freaking anime 
cartoon. It looked like yeah, so... like but you know, like I, if you ever watch like old like Chinese opera where they have like super exaggerated cheekbones and super exaggerated like eye makeup, yeah. that's what it fucking looked like a Chinese opera version of term it was fucking awesome dude and that's why i fucking love that place um because dude, of the that yeah. that was that's what was so great about that place because like jason and i there were a handful of us that were still pretty much in contact and stuff but there was a handful of us like as soon as like i mean like once we didn't we didn't hold any we didn't pull any punches like you came in we were just all we, we just jumped on you like n- nobody's business because like <laughs> We had like in John, um, um, Jason mentioned we had a couple Wanonators, one Juan, Juan Connors, Juan like Connor, absolutely, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I would used to say things. like, come, I would like there, there's a guy, a couple, we'll, we'll keep, we'll protect your name, so we call him Juan Connor, and I'd be like, I tell Jeff when it's me, you know, you come out on the bike, you say, come with me if you want to live. When it's him, uh, it was come with me if you want a green card. <laughs> So I sent these to, I don't know if you're going to see these. I sent these to, oh, wow. uh, to Jeff. So what these are, dude, this is 19 year old Jason and probably what? 23, 24 year old Jeff Brozovich. Wow. Um, uh, that's 20, not that homosexual. 20, 25. Is that the one of us on the, I can't say, I'm assuming this is the he one. Can't the, it, yeah. oh, 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 he can't oh, see it. Oh, 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 that's right. So it's, it's, it's Jeff and I, uh, uh, literally we're doing, this is probably like two in the morning. Us doing bike test. Wow. Um, yeah. So, uh, Actually, I'll show this to Eddie. Here's your buddy. Look oh at that. yeah. Look, oh Gary Goddard. Look, wow, Gary looking Goddard. Like, look, looking like oh. a mermaid showing me his dick. <laughs> uh, oh, this, man. this is that's uh, me and my buddy Eric. Uh, Eric Holman. These are the first day we got our costumes. So these are the costume test day. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, oh, it's another one. Uh, Here, I'm sitting out really quick. I'm sitting at my desk. It's a little mangled because it's been in a drawer for a while. Yeah. But but Jason, I'm gonna pull this out and you're gonna sure I can out. see it. Yeah. Whoa! Oh shit! That's awesome. I remember. I remember you taking that. What is that? I remember. I remember you taking so, that. So so yeah. um, Eddie, when we first opened, they sorry they did a um a head cast of all five Terminators to make us look more like Arnold. They actually took Arnold's um head cast and they molded a uh, a prosthetic for all of the Terminators to wear during show the so it was um designed and now like i said this is kind of it's been sitting it's got a little melty here but what it does is it goes over the lower part of your face like this and then it sits here and then the eyeglasses when you put the glasses on it covers the the edge and then the edge went down below here too but the problem is that you saw when i'm talking (laughs) <laughs> the lips don't move, so it's like. But here, well, here's here's the thing, though. Again, here's the thing. Like, I'm sure Jeff like either remembers it or I'll spark his his memory when I say this. So here's the other thing that happened with all that shit. So initially, the the when I remember, like initially, the the um the lighting that was designed for Terminator was supposed to be that it wasn't you know, hey, look back, oh, Jason's John Connor today, or Jeff is Terminator today. The original lighting, it, it was very shadowy. You know what I mean? A lot, uh, it, it was very like, um, I remember the lift uh, when the, in the beginning of Act 3, you know, um, when they're like, you know, where are we, you know, home, uh, uh, that whole scene. I, the original lighting had this panning thing. Do you remember that would like pan on us and it was like purple and uh, and it was like stuff like that. And then that turned into a fucking spotlight. Where if you were in the first 55 rows, you like, that motherfucker don't look like John Connor, you know? And so, and those prosthetics, what were, how much were they? I remember the wigs were like three grand, two or three grand each, right? 
Uh, yeah, the wigs were stupid. So for those for lace those front that, wigs. that didn't have hair, yeah, the, the yeah. those that didn't have hair, they they put wigs on them, and then those that couldn't look like Arnold as much, which honestly, I think all of us got prosthetics except for Baldwin. Uh, Daryl yeah, Baldwin yeah, yeah. was the only one that didn't, and so we had these. Prosthetic not, things that we had not because he freaking. not because he looked like Arnold more. It's just because his face would interact with fucking every. He it would like trigger the metal plate in his head, and he would just fucking that malfunction and kill us all. <laughs> That's the only reason why. <laughs> oh man, that dude. Oh, uh, anyway, so yeah, so they had these this prosthetic that we had to wear for the first couple months. Like during rehearsals, we did this for like a month or two. Yeah, and they are real expensive. They gave us each like I think three of them. Uh, and we just showed us how to apply them. We had this, you know, applic. You know, it was a prosthetic glue that we had to use, and and it would just it would go down here along the, the chin line, so you really couldn't. See. I mean, honestly, I have I've got I've got some pictures. I should probably find some of the pictures of me. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I can show you another photo. So that's uh, <laughs> me and uh, did you know David Sadler, Eddie? Nope, um, that was like our him. first day in our, And and David, I mean, shout out to him if he ever sees this. I mean, because he was the one other counterpart that I had that I had the utmost, utmost respect and love and admiration for. Um, That guy was just an awesome, awesome coworker and awesome counterpart. Uh, And so shout out to Dave Uh, because he he was in. There was a few people that were really really invested. You know, other people were like, and I, you know, other people. And it's, it, you know, it's it's not right or wrong, but he was really invested. Uh, Jeff was invested, you know. It was like I felt like the people, that's what bonded us because we were really proud of it, you know. Where there were other people, again, a lot of the cast was um, also worked at the Epic Stunts for Indiana Jones. And it was like, yeah, cool, this is my main job and this is my side job. Where Jeff, uh, me, Dave Sadler, Dale, Eric Halderman, you know, those guys like that um, were really Lisa, uh, um, uh, Lisa as opposed to like, you know, they, they, they were – um even kiana you know they were really uh into the what we were doing you know they were really they believed in it, it and it made it cooler you know it made it cool it just yeah it was like it's, we're backstage <laughs> we goofed off and we messed around a lot backstage we did we we really just pushed the envelope of of the fuckery that we could get away with as a will. so but as soon as we broke curtain and as soon as we were on stage for the most part it was it was game on and we well we really especially it's yeah especially man for like the first fucking four years you know five years and then we oh, started yeah. doing the hard shows that's oh, not hard like God. my cock's hard but like do you remember that like everything was hard because the movie remember speed came out <laughs> we did that we had a hard cock show. That was a good one. <laughs> for our you know when they were doing uh when the, the, Disney would have gay days, you know, where everyone wore the red, and uh, uh, Universal didn't have the budget, so they just gave Jeff and I uh, some Viagra, and we did the show with extra small pants, and that was the that was the <laughs> that was their answer to the gay days, you know. I think Jason, Jason, go easy because Jeff still works at Universal. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. He's probably still doing. It. He probably still has uh, Viagra shipped to him every fucking summer. Pretty much. So, yeah, no, the the hardest I ever laughed on stage in that Terminator show was with Jason. And so like he mentioned, we would do these like themed shows, whatever. And Jason, Jason would do a really good Sylvester Stallone every now and then, but it wasn't really, he was just like, like that. And he would just basically like, like the whole show. Like, and he's like, where are we? And I'm like, and I'm doing Arnold. And I'm like, try not to laugh. And I'm going, God, dude, you're killing me. 
Because I so, would, yeah, I was really good at not laughing. I would face him, like, so I'd go, wow. you'd hear the voiceover go, Cozy, this is your build, huh? And, like, in my back would be the, the audience, the voiceover would play it, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, like that. But, dude, my favorite, dude, my favorite, I don't know if Jeff's going to fucking remember this, but he will always seem like say, dude, my favorite fucking show, we had, like, an unintentionally gay shit show, and, um, and my favorite thing it was like the whole show. I don't remember I any of it. I, okay, uh, no, I we would. So the only part I remember us doing it was like Jeff would like shoot the gun, like super, like he threat, like hip thrust, like like I'm cock thrusting into the camera. But he would cock thrust with every gun, shooting the T1000 with his or the T1 million with his cock. And then, um, so but I'm like, all I knew is because I asked him to do this just because I knew I had the fucking like the crusher. <laughs> I knew there's nothing I could do. I knew I was going to win the fucking battle of it. And I was always fucking competition. So I knew I was going to be the ultimate gay and uh, do the ultimate unintentional gay thing and make it Jeff. the ult- Actually, he's gonna, I was going to fucking, you know, Shaq to his Kobe or Kobe to my Shaq, whatever. And it, the whole show, it's all good. I kind of, you know, he's like winning, dude. He's winning the whole fucking show. The cock thrust, he's fucking doing stuff. He's like moving around. He got the leather pants. He's winning until the very end, you know, and, uh, we're climbing up the ladder and he's like, move. And he's, I'm, I'm climbing up the ladder. I'm like, this is not good. This is definitely not good. And I stop and drop my ass right in his nose as he's coming up the ladder. And I no, sat. Eddie, so my, my, Eddie, my blocking. I sat right, I sat my, right in his face. <laughs> my blocking is, is like, this is the, you're the ladder here. Uh-huh. And my blocking is like, I, I type on the thing and then I, I close it. <laughs> And I go like this, and then I just turn to go up the ladder, and I'm doing my thing, and I'm like, and I just turn, and there's this fucking button in my face, like this. and I'm like, and, and it's not even because, like, it's yeah, because normally like, I'm at the top of the ladder by then, you know what I mean? So normally they just, he's, their, he's, yeah, he's this, like, and then he's, turns. I'm he's not dude, like two. He's not like two. He's not like two rungs up. He's like dude, he's got I'm, his yeah, hands by his dude, feet like if, this. I'm gonna put the camera like, down. I'm gonna put my camera because I'm on my phone. But I'm literally, dude. So he turns right. He turns, and I'm supposed. This way, he's supposed to be gone. He turns, and dude, I'm like this, like and and so he turns right <laughs> into my fucking asshole, and it's awesome. <laughs> and and I won. I won that day. <laughs> All right, so because that's exactly where the funniest moment happened with me. Like I was saying, he's doing his little freaking uh, Sylvester Stallone thing on me one day, and he and he's doing this the whole show. He's like, and then I go and I turn and I go to climb up the ladder, and he's at the top of the ladder, hanging down, going like freaking uh, hang, like the hang, cliffhanger, and he's like, he's got a. Grabs my arm like this, and he's like pulling me up, like I got you. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. I do remember that. Now he said it. I forgot about that. Yeah, I was hanging, and dude, if anyone had saw it, I'd have been fucking like so fucking in trouble. But I literally, I'm John Connor. I'm hanging upside down from the ladder, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like <laughs> screaming and pulling, doing a one arm like pull up like this, and pulling up Jeff. And he's just crying, going, "You motherfucking <laughs> asshole!" I just remember crying. <laughs> Dude, you know what? I don't know if you read those comments that Chris Boyce wrote, and he was just like, "My fondest memories, you know, are from the days of Terminator." But he goes, "None were better than the lights coming on in the theater, the dark theater, and you see, where are we? Home, and all you see up in the tech booth is Les's ass." Pressed against the fucking, <laughs> pressed against the um the fucking tech the booth. Window. It's a window in the tech booth, and we can't look away. And I'm like, oh 
my god, <laughs> yeah. dude. Do you remember? Oh, dude, and it was his big, and his ass was purple because he was always so tan, like a like a burgundy, oh. like a burgundy, <laughs> like a burgundy. He was, he was like an oompa loompa. He literally, yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. Like the color, he was kind of an orangish burgundy kind of hue to him, man. He was just like, uh, but his ass was like a, less. like almost like a squash, like a. Uh, <laughs> it was weird. It was very weird. Well, now the interesting Dude. thing is the last time both of you were on the podcast, it wasn't even this podcast, it was Terminator 101, and the new show that's there now wasn't even there. And I got to say, Jeff can attest to this because I'm sure you've seen it, but Jason, I know you haven't seen it yet, except for maybe online, yeah. but the, the Born Stuntacular is insane how good it is. It's so fucking really? good. It's so fucking good. Really? Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's, 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 uh, I so a little story about that. So Jason, you remember sitting in the back of the uh, the house during rehearsals when they're doing all the tech runs mm -hmm. and all the tech rehearsals for Terminator. So a year ago, a little over a year ago, when I got brought over to the Bourne Theater, um, I'm literally sitting in the Bourne uh, Auditorium, the Terminator Theater, in the same spot. Twenty four years later. <laughs> Where I wasn't. I've I've known nothing about. It. I don't know what it is at all. So is it a? It's, a, it... it's so weird. Like the building is fifty three percent still Terminator building. Really? Like they 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 just gutted the building and uh, expanded it out a little bit. So the uh, the robots are gone, obviously, and uh, some of the you know um, obviously the stage was taken away and gutted. And it's all right. So. It's a it's a wrap around uh, like a 180 kind of of uh, a video wall I guess you want to call it high def video wall and I just went and can you guys still hear me Yeah 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 I, I just lost my my video so I was like oh hell no. um anyway so it's it's um it's immersive you know it, there's no 3D or anything like that but they use the mm. screen as like the backdrop for Tangier and Dubai and stuff like that. And then the Jason Bourne is in these different. It's like a a mini movie, I guess is the best way to describe it. It's a lot like Terminator, honestly. It's got the same well, kind as, of gags. As of right now, uh, my wife and I are planning on being in Orlando. Uh, I, I don't know the, I don't know the exact date. It's mid September, I think September, mid um, end like September, uh, maybe like the between the 18th and like the 25th, because uh, I'm coming down there for the um, uh, for the arm wrestling worlds or at Walt Disney World this year. Nice. Um, oh, there's my wife. I was gonna say say hi to Bros, but you don't know my you don't know my wife or hey, that's Sarah. I can't see hi, her Sarah. either. So great. Oh Sarah, damn it! Yeah, yeah. Okay. I leave. Put your pussy away, Sarah. <laughs> she drops down. Wait, <laughs> wait. Your name your 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 wife's name is Sarah. Yeah, Sarah Connor. Actually, yeah, that's why I married her. Tell me that ain't crazy, huh? Tell me that. Ain't I had crazy. to get rid of another, another one, and her her name did not fit in the timeline at all. So. <laughs> Power Ranger, and that's why I married him. Oh yeah, he used to be a Power Ranger. That's why I married him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I um, yeah, but that, yeah. So, uh, so that's a plan. So, um, oh, if shit. you guys are wait, let me where the dates. Oh it hell is... yeah, I'm definitely down. Oh, September 14th through the 20th. So I would, I, I plan on being there around then, like 13th or like the 21st, 22nd. Oh yeah, somewhere around there. That's what we're, we're, uh, that's what our goal is. So. Um, to because uh, we're both competing in the uh, the representing. I already got my Team USA shirt, so I'm uh, representing Team USA in the uh, the world. Nice. So, Hell yeah, yes. and they're at and, and at Disney World, yeah, at Disney World. 
So hopefully, yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, because my wife uh, opened the Harry Potter attraction um, or Harry Potter world and everything like that. And then um, so I haven't seen none of that stuff, man. I have not been to Orlando since 06, you know, I haven't been back since I left. I haven't been back since 2006. Yeah, it's probably unrecognizable. It's probably unrecognizable. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's weird. You know, I know I'd be able to drive around everything. I was had that like 12 years there. But um, yeah, it, I, it's freaky to think that, you know, that it's been that long, you know. Um, damn, That's crazy. That. Um, that it's been that long um, that I've been, you know, since I've been there. Um, but, I, you know, I, I'd lo- I definitely would like to, you know, look everybody up and, uh, you know, see Terminator. Um, uh, yeah, dude, it's so funny, man. Some of these photos, dude, like I look like I'm like I'm looking at like look at this photo. It's me it, like me looking through like watching back some of the. Um, the tape and stuff, but I look like I'm like fucking 12. But, like but, but you now. really do look like Eddie Furlong, which is strange. Uh, some of them, yeah. I mean, before he's all cracked out and shit. Now he's yeah. like fucking ho- now he looks horrible. Jesus, you know? I like, you know, it's crazy. I remember, I remember being 19 or 20 in Terminator, you know, or doing the show and thinking, man, that's my dream to be like that kid, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, celebrity. Now I'm like, Eddie Furlong's probably looking at this podcast going, dude, that guy's the same age as me. He looks way fucking better. He's got a hot wife. Like he, I just want to be that guy. <laughs> so yeah. Who doesn't want to be you, Jason? Who doesn't mm-hmm. want to be you? Yeah. I'm getting massages and stuff at my house now. So I fucking made it. But yeah, the, yeah you are. But yeah. The born show. I mean, Jason, that like, that's the first thing you need to do when you get down to Orlando. You need to see this thing because it's. Uh... Oh yeah, I mean, I'd love to see it all, man. Like I said, I, uh, you know, I love Disney, and you know, it'd be, you know, um, just to see people, you know, like, uh, you know, because like I, uh, like I said, I, I have contact, you know, like I'll see bras on Facebook, like Dave Tomasi and I still talk here and there, you know, um, so, uh, you know, yeah, there'd be de- definitely things I'd love to see. I'd love to see the Harry Potter thing because I saw the one in L.A. And I know it's like such a scaled down, you know, obviously my wife has reference of both, um, but such a scaled down version of the one in Orlando. Um, but yeah, it, but it'd, she, be, it'd be cool. She, she's she's never seen Diagon Alley, though. She no, no, that, one. she's not. No, because she left us. Uh, she left while they were building and she left Orlando in 2011. That's when she moved to Singapore. Um, so, yeah. yeah, so she hasn't seen none of that. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 a whole like, I mean, the. um Hogwarts and all that stuff is really it's 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 grand and they're like oh yeah cool you know the first time you see it and it's all that stuff but Diagon Alley even at a, as a Harry Potter fan the first time I went to Diagon Alley I was like holy crap that was and that, is that that's where uh like Jaws and uh, yeah. shit used to be right yes, yes. they yeah. took that whole corner out and then they put in Diagon Alley mm-hmm. yep. and yeah. then there's a there's a train that connects the two yeah that goes right by the, right the, yeah that i mean that dude is, i mean i i still thought the even the la shit looked amazing you know and and sarah was like dude it's nothing compared to you know orlando and then like you okay. said i've heard that i've heard other people um you know say what you said and i know they have like the kong stuff out there now yep, and yep. you know um and everything like that and, and so yeah and they just greenlit uh finally again the uh epic universe their their fourth park yeah. So. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're gonna yeah. build that. I mean, that's that's over off of uh, over off Sand Lake and I Drive area over there. Do you remember that? Remember yeah, that, that sewage that sewage plant over there that is like you know, every time you drive by, you're like, oh, that thing smells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where it's where going. Wow, exactly where it's going. Yeah, 
know. Every time I go by, I'm like, well, how are they going to deal with the smell over here? I don't know. Nah, yeah, they'll, they'll just sell. They'll they'll make more funnel cakes or something. <laughs> universal. Or or they'll make like a land like sewage land or something sewage like land. that. Like, oh, it's really, oh, it's really, it's really authentic, isn't it? You're like, yeah. What the hell? It's like shit. And they'll make like a Ninja Turtles attraction, and that that'll be just you know, yeah, right. exactly. meet and greet, meet and greets with Splinter and Michelangelo. That's probably what they'll fucking do. When you said that, Jeff, it reminded me of uh, for some reason. I'm, it, like it has no correlation, but Happy Gilmore when he's like, "I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast," and Adam's yeah, like, "Do you eat head. pieces of shit you for eat breakfast?" Of shit for breakfast? <laughs> No, <laughs> no. That's like my, that's my favorite line from that movie. One hundred percent. Like, yeah, that, that, that. I eat pieces yeah. of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast. <laughs> no, no. That's like my oh, favorite. Man. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Well, uh, Jason, when you're down, we're definitely have to get together and do a little party or something. I'll get the get the band back together. Get some. I'll get. You oh, dude. A hundred percent, man. Blackout dates or anything like that i'll get you into the park make sure you yeah guys, that'd be uh, amazing no that'd park. be amazing i dude, it'd be just great i mean like i said i'm not that that'd be the amazing but you know yeah, it'd be, uh, yeah. I, it would just be really cool um you know I, I remember when we did you know what it was probably like two years ago now that you we did that little terminator thing right like over two almost three years ago yeah um yep. but, you know seeing like you and and mark matthews and kiana and everything like that it was like it was like no, not missing a beat you know it was really cool yep. um you know, and I think just like anything, it's always like that. You know, when you spend that much time uh, with 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 people, you know, you um, or you know, any kind. Of, I think even if it's not even time, I think anytime you go through an experience, you know, with somebody, uh, you know, I think it ends up being, um, <clears throat> I don't know, like imprints on your DNA or something like that. So you're always like, you're like more than friends. You're like family. You know what I'm well, saying? But yeah, because for you. Yeah, for you that was you. That was like your your uh, college yeah. age. You were college age, and you really didn't go. You know, to co- go to college, you just went right into the real life, and you were in this this venue with you know mid twenties, some thirty year olds, one sixty year old Betty. Um, Brian so- Pollock was like one hundred and sixteen, <laughs> I think. But even then, yeah, no, yeah. Dude. That guy, he's still better than all. I of see us Brian. I see him all the time. Yeah, I see him all the time. Yeah, I love this shit. But you know, yeah. it's 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 so true. Yeah, when I think That's about awesome. it, you know, yeah, I spent seventeen to thirty um, at Universal Studios. Um, you know, seventeen doing Horror Nights uh, is when I started. You know, and then um, uh, yeah, to yeah, so definitely you know nineteen to thirty at just Terminator, and and you know how it is, man. You know, it was one of those things like perspective. Um, you know, and I, I end up, you know, thanking God for unanswered prayers, you know, because you remember, like, at that age, we all, it was like, it felt like this was a, <laughs> you know, I, I say this, I said this to, before to some of my directors in Singapore, you know, they're like, you know, when they, they're given the speech, you know, at me, at, you know, in my fucking 38, 40, you know, and they're given the speech like, well, you know, this, look at this place as a stepping stone, you know, to your next thing. And I'm like, or you can look at it as I did. I found out it's a fucking stumbling block. Um, you know, like, and you know, it, it, it's one of those things. Uh, it was so interesting too, though, man. Especially, um, doing overseas contract work, uh, and you'll see it. You'll you see it, but not to the same degree I did as as contracting work. Um, 
Uh, but you know that when you're the guy, you know what I mean? You're the, the, you're the, like the, the, the staple piece uh, in the entertainment department as a performer, you know, I knew what it was like then to be a Colleen DeFeo and James Keaton, you know, uh, watching these new kids come in, you know, and interest, it was just really interesting. It was always interesting to me, you know, um, thinking back, you know, to how me at 19 must've been, to, you know, the older people, you know, even, you know, the 20 guys in there, 19 to 25 is a big fucking difference. And then 25 to 30, 19 to 30 is a big fucking difference. You know, and there were people, like you said, all different, you know, spectrums of ages, uh, open and Terminator, um, because of the, you know, array of cast members from young kids supposed to be John Connor to, a, you know, you can be, you know, uh, a mother of Sarah or Kimberly Duncan characters or whatever. And, you know, and I look, I just look back on it all and it's, 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 yeah, like you said, that was my college, man. I grew up there, you know, and then I, you know, left a bit and I did more monster and doing, you know, Power Rangers. And, you know, I remember coming back and like, and then you were doing uh, different shit, you know, you were doing, um, you know, I remember you doing like IOA open and you were doing stuff there. And I remember like those shows where it'd be like, we I'd come in because for so long. So Eddie, just to give you some background, for so long Jeff and I were like, uh, we were this cast. You know what I mean? We had the same days off. We all were like, we were like the. He was my Terminator. I was his John Connor. And then, uh, and then it turned into you know toward end for me. You know, like early two thousands, mid two thousands. Like I'd walk in, I'd be like, oh fuck, you're working. Oh shit, you know what I mean? We'd come in for that PM shift on a Saturday afternoon. And it would be you, you know what I mean? And because before it was like, there were so many fucking shifts when we played. Like I said, I think I, I'm sure Bros remembers this was like, I remember at one point, I think our sec, first or second year we were open Christmas time. We had 52 shows a day. That was on our schedule. We had 52 shows scheduled a day. And then I remember like, you know, going down to, you know, one cast, you know, a cast and a half a day. Uh, at least for when I was there still, you know, or an A, two A cast and then like a closer, you know, eight hour shift, eight hour shift, like a four point something or like a six hour shift was like my thing when we were leaving. And, but I remember how cool it was always, you know, coming in and it would be like you, me, like Kiana would be like a random closing cast on a Saturday or like, or a special event. And it felt like so fun, you know, it felt like, you know what I mean? It gave me that energy because there were times, man, that show got super fucking mundane, you know? And especially when you had people that weren't invested. When I would have like a Jeff, you know, um, be my Terminator, uh, you know, it, it, it would be like, man, it felt cool. You know what I mean? It felt like like a massive jolt of fucking nitrous or, you know, oxygen in your system. And you do like one or two good shows for that, you know, that special event you know, cast, like they got, they, there was like 19 people in the cat, but they fucking got it. They got a show. You know? Well, what's really cool, I think is, is the fact that, cause we were just talking before uh, Jason hopped on that, that Jeff was celebrating 25 years uh, at universal. And I think the key to that is the fact that I didn't even know this. Like I started to piece it together cause I watch a lot of YouTube vloggers that do the theme park stuff. And Jeff, you know, one of the ones that I, that I watch Rick's flicks, he talks about you a lot on there. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, um, and, and, uh, yeah. he was, he was filming something at race through New York and you were in mm -hmm. the, uh, the barbershop quartet, the ragtime gals. And I was like, Whoa, Holy shit. Like, so you kind of hop around, like you do a lot of different things. You don't stay at one thing, right? You kind of go around. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, that's, 
that's not, that's the only way you can really have a longevity or, or a long career or any career for any business for that fact is, is to be able to more. And that's what Jason's done. I mean, what he did, he went over to you know Singapore and did his thing over there. Is you know how many different tracks were you? Oh, dude, yeah, and yeah, and like, and probably in ten years over fifty, fifty performance and performance yeah, roles. That's, sure, yeah, and that's and that's what you have to do in entertainment. I mean, that's and I'm, you know, I, I tell people that I'm like my shelf life for a job is about three years, and I get bored. Mm. And I'm like, I need to do something else, and that's just everything I've done. So like, you know, I. I I grew up singing barbershop quartets and that singing has always been my life and my passion. I love performing on the stage and getting that instant gratification back, especially with singing. Um, so yeah, you know, came to the, came to universal in Orlando as a singer more than anything. And yeah, Jeff actually um, worked with my sis, Jeff worked with athletic, my, you know, yeah, Jeff worked with my sister before uh, Terminator. Um, um, my sister was like 16 or 17, or no, it's like 15. No, she was 15, and she uh, had to get like a oh um, uh, like parent signature every time she went into work. And she was a uh, the female, and they they're called the Hollywood High Tones. And Jeff was there. Yeah. Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC was one of them. Um, and I remember that's how I knew of Jeff before even the Terminator auditions. Um, from that. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, so yeah, like you mentioned, you know, singing in, a, in the doo-wop group with uh, Chris Kirkpatrick, who eventually uh, went on to be in the uh, boy band in sync uh, and became stupid, famous, and rich and all that stuff. Um, we're doing yeah, better than him, though, right now. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah, the yeah, thing, man. you know, I mean, I love it. He's still doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm doing better than him. <laughs> so. You know what's funny, dude? Me and my friend, dude, so we, me and my buddy, speaking of Chris Kirkpatrick, I hope he watches this, man. It'd be amazing. I'd want him to fucking call me and tell me to go fuck with someone. I'll be like, what are you going to do, beat my ass? I'll whoop their pick. Oh, dude, I'll beat the shit out of all five fucking NSYNC guys at the same time. Um, and uh, uh, it, they're all fucking pieces of shit. And uh, but anyway, um, it, it, not, I don't mean that in a bad way. But uh, no, I love all those guys. But, you know, it's funny, man, because um, <laughs> me and uh, me and my buddy, we, we get high. And we talk about this, you know, do fucking shows like this podcast. And one of the things I remember, like, we were having this, like, deep ass conversation, like super serious, like not like light like this, like actual, like deep conversation. And um and, and say they said something because we we got on that thing, you know, because he started saying again. For me, I never had any. My goal to work out at Universal was to work in the Beetlejuice show. I wanted to be a singer dancer. I had no thing of being a stunt guy or anything like that, you know. And so when I did get uh, cross trained to Monster, I ended up get taking a full time spot over there, and I would just pop into Terminator every once in a while. Um, and because uh, I ended up doing Wolfman, Dracula, and the Phantom of the Opera. And then, um, but that was my thing, you know, I like same like Jeff said, as a singer, you did, it's so much, you know what I mean? And a Terminator, it was always like, the thing with Terminator, and I can say this in all confidence, and I think Jeff would even agree. The good thing about it was, it was like a fucking mindless job that we got paid good money for. I made more money working at Terminator than I did because of our stunt adjustment than I did working at Beetlejuice. Now, at Beetlejuice, I did five fucking shows a day where I had my, had my voice, I had to do with sound issues, I had to do this, all these things like that. You know what it is as a singer, Jeff. When you don't feel, you ever wake up the day, you, <clears throat> you're like, fuck. Your day is stressful. Terminator, dude, I could be out till six in the morning, fucking come to work, lay up, sleep on the couch for an hour and do a full shift. And because uh, our shifts, especially we run shows, I would do, we would do all nine shows for me. And I would work from 9 a.m. till my last show was 1140 in the morning. I remember so 9 a.m. Till, till noon and I'd go home and that would be my day. Beetlejuice was a like 
10 a.m. till fucking 6 p.m., 6.30 by the time I got on makeup. And hard as fuck. And I'm like, what the fuck am I, you know? No, granted, I was younger and I wanted to perform, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, it was, uh, it, 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 like I said, I, I never had intention of, of doing that. But anyway, back to my Christian Factoring. So I'm having this deep ass conversation, right? And, we, and he was like, dude, but it's crazy. Like, you worked with the NSYNC guys, you know, your sister used to sing with. Chris Kirkpatrick, like, you know, all these famous people. And I was like, you know, what's fucked, man. Every moment since like 2002, Chris Kirkpatrick's life's gotten a little bit worse. He's gotten a little bit less money. He's got a little bit older and a little bit fatter. No one else can say that. The, the, like the same, because you, you know, like you, I, Eddie, Jeff, me, we could go, it could get better. Our lives maybe not be the best right now, but it could get better. There's some hope. With Chris Kirkpatrick, you were the most famous dude in the world in 2002, and now you just are less. And it blew my mind. So shout out to Chris. So we wanted to make a – if I ever did a podcast, my own podcast, I would have a little thing. I'd go, cue up the thing and a little countdown timer that's counting up like literally every second that Chris Kirkpatrick's life's a little bit worse than it was before. Just think about it. It's fucking deep. That's deep. That's yeah. deep. That is deep. That's, I mean, I think that's the anybody with a, fam- a famous person, anybody who's who reaches that famous, you know, status and they get money and it's, you know, like that. You're trying to hold on to that. Yeah, like, but it don't apply to anybody else. Think about it. Brad Pitt, dude, he can come out with a, he was fucking young and good looking, but now he's getting fucking Oscars. Chris is just fucking fatter and just less popular. He's got a kid now. That's all that matters. Man. I don't know. I don't know. You know? I, mean, I hope he's doing well. I wish him the best about everybody. He probably hates me. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's hilarious stuff. God, that's crazy. Well, it's deep. I don't. Want, I don't want to get that deep. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I didn't. I didn't no. even. I haven't even it's... smoked weed today. Wow, yeah. that's that's stunning. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> yeah, because how I think. Yeah, because I gave you I'm this just... head up. I, I I gave you this heads up. What at like two or something at my time? So yeah, yeah. You had time I had to, to wa- plan. I've been washing my hair ever since. <laughs> All for nothing, because Jeff true. can't even see it. All yeah, for That's, nothing. You can't no, even see it. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna like, because I, I literally, I was gonna show Jeff. I was like, dude, my hair. Too bad you can't see this, dude. Uh, my hair is literally almost right now exactly John Connor's hair, yeah. including my mullet. John, you should see it, Jeff. The mullet, everything is wow. there. I had to. Dude, right, I had. Right, text, I had okay, take take a picture and text it to me, bro. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't Seriously, because I'm using my phone. I'm using my phone. I'm using my phone, so I can't no. do it right now. But no, if you see this cool. on the on the replay, dude, my hair is literally, dude. I I walked around with them. People made fun of me for years because again, I didn't want to cut the because in the in Terminator, you know this, Eddie. Like John's hair was long in the back, you know, like mine is right now. Uh-huh. And I would not. All the other John Connors would shave their head, you know, like had that haircut. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the fucking. Parker Lewis can't lose hair. I don't know whatever the fuck was, you know, hair with. And I was such a damn stickler. I'm like, my shit's going to be long. And it was, and I still haven't cut it. Not that part, but Let, this. Yeah, yeah. Latona, what, what, no, you're not going to give it to me over there, but you're going to give me your, I'm going to uh, get your cell number. I'm going to get this picture later. <laughs> yeah, I'll it. send you a fucking picture, but you'll laugh. You'll be like, holy shit, your hair looks exactly like John Connor's. Dude, still. I still look like I got a freaking Terminator hair right now, bro. <laughs> You can't. I know you do. Yes. Honestly, it yeah. sucks. I hate it. I, I almost like I want to like fucking get on the net. I, listen, Eddie, do not ask me to get on do anything with Jeff Brozovich until I get on the fucking like he's got like a fucking beard, a mustache. Because right now it looks like if they called you to pick up a special event, you could. And I hate it. Yeah, I could pick up. I have. I'd have to shave. Wait, hold on, hold on. What does that mean? Pick up a special event. 
you know, like it, like a, it's Terminator. Like he could like jump oh, in. Right so, now. well, yeah, no, he wants to know what's a special event mean. So, oh. <laughs> so they have these after. Uh, it's a corporate party. Uh, like a a corporation will come in, like a BEO, like a buyout. Yeah, they'll 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 actually come in and purchase like you know certain venues to be open. They'll have a party for their their like we've had Microsoft and you know everything from uh, yeah everybody like pharmaceutical companies they all come down it can be little mom and pop places and it depends on how much money they have to spend and they'll have certain venues open certain shows open certain characters out walking around certain areas of the park open for them fireworks stuff like that depending on how much they microsoft when they came down they rented out both parks the entire parks from 6 p.m till 2 a.m and they had everything open and they had freaking full bars open and stuff and just free liquor and beer and wine. It was crazy. I mean, crazy, stupid. Yeah, they, 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 we, they would do that in Singapore, too. Like, I mainly did. Um, you know, it's so weird, man, performing in Singapore, though, because, like, they don't. Uh, for instance, as I did Charlie Chaplin. And uh, and I loved always was a big Chaplin fan, and I and I played Chaplin and uh, and uh, Beetlejuice in, in Singapore, and I and while I had fun, I would I was always like, man, it would be so much fun to play in the states because like, dude, you know what Beetle fucking Beetlejuice looks like, right? And um, and I would you know go up to people you know and sit down and uh, uh, you know from all the years I did Monster, so I had so much material from you know the Beetlejuice guys that you know would give you know just osmosis I picked up. And, uh, but I would go up to you know, sit on a bench, you know, next to like a fucking, you know, Singaporean girl. And, uh, you know, I'd sit next to the bench and I'd like, you know, put my arm around her, put my leg like up in the air or something like that, you know, like be real crotchy or whatever. But like, hey, babe, how you doing? You know, and dude, like in America, it would, it's like, oh, it's Beetlejuice, you know, and they're like, the guy would play along with it, you know, and be like, hey, you can take her, you know, hey, you want to see a real man, you know, whatever. And uh, in Asia, dude, I would do that and thinking it's just going to be so fucking fun. And the fucking Asian Singaporean guy would look at me. He's like, she with me, not interested, not interested. She with me, that's why I be girl. And I'm like, I would, and I would like, go, I'm like, to me, I wanted to be like, come on, could be that here and be like, bro, how small is your dick, bro? I'm fucking. Oh, crazy. shit. Look what I look like. Like, look what the fuck <laughs> I look like. It's not like I'm like walking around like Troy, you know oh, what I mean? Man. Like, or Achilles, you know what I mean? And my dick's out and just, I look awesome. And Magic Mike, you know, I just put a fucking big shaft on her shoulder and she'd be like, oh, shit, you know, I get, dude, I'm fucking Beetlejuice. <laughs> Sorry. Don't bring me on your podcast. Dude. You're gonna get fucking now with all this Asian hate. They're gonna be like, hey man, that Eddie Green guy's got a fucking Asian hate, dude. I've seen this shit too. Stop Asian hate. Yeah, dude, you're dude, gonna. Everyone... Dude, I live in Vegas. If right right now I took this cup phone and went out to a fucking like every casino, it's nothing but fucking Asians working there and fucking white guys trying to get Asian pussy. I'm like, show me who the fuck hates Asians. I fucking love Asians. Dude, dude, dude. my wife hates. Dude, I, I was in so much into Asians that I, I, I used to have to do this to my wife's eyes, like so I could fucking come. So I don't fucking hate Asians. Dude, for the longest time, I don't know if it was on your end as well, but Jeff's screen was frozen and it was on like the most like he was like he's like fed up with your shit, with your shit. Look, he, it was just like oh no, that, not, he's like uh, he's not frozen. That's his he's had that reaction since '96. That's his face, <laughs> that's his face since '96. Every time I talk. Like he's frozen again. I don't know. Is like yeah. I can't tell either. I think he's fucking with us. Oh, oh, there he is, oh. John. Fuck. That would be hilarious. <laughs> if he's fucking with us. So yeah, he took himself out. He's just like, I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm like, dude, Asian hate. I'm like, I made my life not shaver. 
wish I had so much. I love Asians. Oh, there we go. He's back. He's back. Am I yeah. back? <laughs> yeah, you're back. You're, actually, you're still frozen. At, uh, you're just intermittent. You're like it looks like a portrait of pictures. A dollar man. Just audio, dude. <laughs> I was going to say, Jason, that uh, you've heard of cancel culture, right? Everything you just said in there is like enough to get you like just canceled immediately. I hope so. Dude. That's <laughs> awesome. I want to be canceled. Dude, fuck everybody, man. You know what's funny, dude? Because my um, so my my really good friend, uh, Ryan, I talked to him today. He was my roommate in Singapore. He's an Australian guy, currently works out in Tokyo, Disney. And um, and we hadn't talked for a minute, and he uh, we were talking about the ja the Zack Snyder's Justice League that just came out. Yeah, you know? yeah. And um, and I, have you seen it yet? Did you watch it already? Or? Oh fuck no, I don't like that shit. Okay, anyway, so I watched <laughs> I watched most of it. And uh, but we were talking about that, and we were talking about you know, and uh, so he's been going on these um through the lockdown. He's for the last like year, he's been posting like a movie. He's like that's popular that he's never seen. You know. Um, that, you know, that movie that someone's like, oh my God, I can't believe you never saw Anchorman, you know, or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, one of the movies he put up the other day was, um, and I, I'm hoping, please, I hope you guys have seen it. I think Jeff has, but Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. No. Yep. Okay. No. So, um, you seen it? Yeah, Jeff, you've seen Enter yes. the Dragon before, yes. right? Okay. So Enter the Dragon's got a lot of really quotable lines you know it's bruce lee's only you know people know bruce lee it's his only real um american released film um all his other films were all shot in um in uh and and in, in were hong kong productions but bruce lee's uh, enter the dragon's just an awesome movie and so the uh i saw on his post him and a couple other friends were having this back and forth quotes from the movie you know like one of them is like what's your style he says my style's fight the art of fighting without fighting another guy another quote Oh, your style's unorthodox. And he says, but effective. And I asked Ryan today, I was like, Ryan, did you see um, my my quote? You know, and he was like, Oh God, please no. He's like, Did you post it on Facebook? I'm like, Yeah. And he's like, Please, I hope it's not what I think it is. And I'm like, Okay, you only saw the movie once. What do you think it is? He goes, Is yours, is this jig got this jig's got a passport? And I'm like, how the fuck did yeah? That's what my quote was. <laughs> this jig's got a passport. And he goes, did you really write that on my thing? I'm like, fuck yeah. He goes, oh, dude. I'm like, first of all, they can't be mad at you because I said it. You can't be mad at even me because I'm just we're doing movie quotes. That's my favorite quote from that movie. This jig, and referring to an African American uh, uh, martial artist. Uh, I guess jig was a fucking term they used to call black people back then. But I guess that's offensive. I don't know. So anyway, we started talking about shit's offensive. Uh, you know, oh, and, and and I said, dude, I'm so over. I wish you could see me, Jeff. I'm so over this. <laughs> this I'm waiting dude, for you to appear. Eddie, Eddie, I'm so, uh, come on, please, Jesus, let me appear. So I'm so over. I was telling and my friend Ryan this. I said, I'm so over. Words hurt. Words hurt. Oh, my God. Because he was like, oh, I watched this movie, dude. I couldn't believe it. He's like, my mom, my stomach was hurting. Because uh, it was an old Mel Brooks film. And I guess one of the guys' name was like Major Faggot or something like that. You know, and, and I was just like, um, and I said, uh, and I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, I said, it's so crazy, you know, how people are just so damn sensitive. And I'm like, Ryan, please don't tell me you're fucking turning into this sensitive guy. And he was like, no, I'm just, you know, and I was like, look, dude, here, let me prove you that words don't fucking hurt. If I told you right now and I tell you the same thing, Eddie or Jeff, I would say, hey, man, what do you want me to do? What would you rather me do? I'm going to do 100 percent one of them. I'm either going to punch you in the throat or call you a fucking faggot. Right. 
And if you said, punch me in the throat, because that would hurt me too bad, I'd punch you in the throat and then go, quit being such a faggot. <laughs> like, that's, what, that's what I would fucking do. I'm like, dude, twer- call me whatever the Jeff, fuck you want Jeff, to call me. Jeff, what is, Jeff, hit, Jeff, Jeff, what is going through your mind right now? <laughs> oh, my God. Don't gosh. hit me. Uh, well, you two yeah, because you two fags are working at fucking Disneyland. Of course, you are probably offended by what I say too. Anyway, I love everybody. You know, I said Jason. I love Jason, yeah. you know, I believe you need your own podcast. I don't know why you don't have your own fucking podcast. Yeah, it'd be called "Quit Being So Gay." <laughs> starring, <laughs> starring, starring me, Jason. <laughs> no, but but again, you know, I I I I, I uh, went up. Sarah, my wife, Sarah. Her, I ran into we. Um, her roommate, or uh, her older mate from Singapore, uh, a gay guy too, and um, he's we ran it. I, I he was driving through Vegas, and he's one of my favorite fucking people in the whole world. And uh, and I was like, Trevor, how long are you in Zing, Trevor? And I was like, has a call. He's like, I'm tr-. I said, where are you right now? He's like, I'm at the gas station by In and Out Burger off the Strip. I'm gonna. I was like, dude, stay there. I'm driving to you. So uh, I'm just saying that only because so you know how much I do love certain gay people. That's all. <laughs> So wait, Jason, th- there's nothing I could say to you that would offend you? Like if I called your wife ugly? Like that's not... Dude, call my wife. Uh, hey, but you <laughs> said, is there anything you could offend you? Dude, people say, oh, dude, I'm not going to eat Chick-fil-A because they're they're mean to hope They prejudice against homosexuals. I'm like, have you ever eaten Chick-fil-A? You could say call it Chick-fil-A where we hate Jason Latona, the faggot. I'd be in there with sunglasses and a hat on going, yeah, I'd like two fucking spicy chicken sandwiches and a six-piece nugget to go. It's delicious. Oh Quit being so God. fucking sensitive. That's all I have to say about her. Hey, here's the thing. I think it's going to come full circle when everyone's going to come cool again and people are going to be like, yeah, what the fuck were we thinking? Uh-huh. Um, you know, I sort of, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that because, dude, it's too fun, man. Like, you know, movies like Airplane and Naked Gun, you know, I'm sure, you know, Jeff and I's, you know, humor that we grew up on and shit. I think it's just like, how are we not laughing at everything anymore? It's it's funny, guys, we were talking about this because like, like this whole Pepe Pew shit and all that stuff that's happened and. <laughs> And all these things that are getting canceled, all these characters, Dr. Seuss, all this stuff. And I'm like, I had an idea the other day for this, for like a, a platform and just call like the Island of Misfit Toys, the IMF TV, and just mm. have this platform where you just, that's all you show is the stuff that's been canceled. Oh, that's dude, you know what? Thing. I'll tell you right now, man. That's a good hey, idea. If you did that, dude, you did that. I'll tell you, you make an underground fucking thing. You're going to be rich. Uh, yeah, I, one of us. Like, so seriously. Saying, guys, let's freaking do this. Fucking, Eddie, Eddie, let's get it together, man. I'm just saying, because it's like, you you people would watch that before they watch anything else because that's the stuff that people want to watch. It's they 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 they're gonna seek it out. They're gonna find it. And it's you're right. It's just a bunch of fucking snowflakes. I'm so glad I got my my daughter's 20 years old and she oh, gets dude. It. she's she's dude, like I can't. She's that's like, so crazy. Your daughter's 20. Oh home. my god. I know, that's right? So she comes home. Just like, my mind. I can't. These snowflakes are just killing me. And I'm like, I know, I know what you mean. You've She's done like, well. You've done well, I, Jeff. Yeah, I know. It, makes, it makes me proud when she says stuff like well, that. Well, you know what's funny, man? Because people ask me all the time, like, when are you and Sarah going to have kids? And, uh, you know, we can, I'd let her answer for you just so you can hear from her mouth. She's like, I'm so scared to raise a child in this world right now with everything that's going on. Like, how do you? You can't shelter them because then they become serial killers. You know, you can't let them out, be influenced by other people, you know, because then God forbid they're kind of, you know, serial killers and shit. And, um, but you know what I'm saying? I just love my friends. My friends, again, like that guy, Trevor, you know, I'll just tell you exactly verbatim what I said. You know, I said, hey, Trev, 
um, I miss, you know, so nice, you know, seeing him and everything like that. And, uh, you know, and he said to me, um, hey, man, well, you're always welcome, you know, if you guys, because I said, we come to L.A., but, you know, I, like, I, I don't want to bother. He's like, dude, oh, my God, I will be offended if you do not stay at my place, you know. He's like, uh, I'll give you, you know, we have my couch. I have a, a an air mattress. He's like, fuck it. I'll give you the my bed, you know. And I said, well, dude, I'm not trying to get fucking AIDS. I'm just trying to not, you know, <laughs> I'm just trying to not, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to wake up and be like, oh, great. Not my fucking dick. Hey, thanks for the rent. I didn't have to spend a night at Holiday Inn, but I got fucking AIDS. <laughs> my dick's purple. And I got fucking cold sores. Yeah, but you know what? And he laughs and he loves it. He's like, I love you, Latona. Oh, my God, I love you. And that's the thing, because anyone knows who anyone who knows me knows I fucking am a loyal dude who loves my friends. You know, like, I, hey, listen, the reason I'm here right now instead of eating my wife's butthole um, is because you told me. Uh, no, because you reached out to me as a friend. Because no, I'm horny. Uh, but you reached out to me as a friend and you said, yo. And I said, hey, bro, Eddie, you you don't owe me anything. I don't owe you anything. Jeff, I don't know anything. But I heard I had a, there was an opportunity for me to see an, a, someone who was a really important dude in my life for a long time. And fuck yeah, I won't eat my wife's ass for a few minutes so I can be on the phone with her. For a few guy. minutes. That's a cool thing. For man. a few minutes, we've been going for an well, hour. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. And, um, you know what I mean? But, 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 but that's, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just hoping she's showering because I'm trying to fucking, you know, get her all fucking hyped up, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, but, but that's what I'm saying. But I'm a loyal guy and I love my friends and I'm sad. I am, man. I'm sad for people growing up with who don't have or don't know how to laugh at shit. You, Jeff and I, I can honestly say we probably if we probably took everything we, we've known each other for now. What? Fuck. Yeah. Twenty stop. Twenty five years, man. Over. And, uh, you know, and we're, we're literally like living together, if you would, you know, for 10 of that. And uh, and I guarantee if we were just like we really sat down, hashed it out and we're like, what's the thing? What's the key thing that keeps us friends? And I, truthfully, in my opinion, he probably maybe same thing, same thing, is we both always laugh at everything. We we know how to laugh at the shit. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. we laugh at ourselves, laugh at life, laugh at funny situations. The fucking, you know, Terminator. I remember, you know, we were so proud of the show. And then, you know, there are times we get pissed off. And then, you know, the bike is covered with tarp, <laughs> you know, during act three. Oh step God. over it, you know. And, and and you know, we put what, what the thing that made us not lose um, our, our sanity, I think is the ability to laugh, you know, and just, um, uh, you know, appreciate what you have and laugh, man, you know, laugh, up, laugh about life. And I ain't that fucking serious. You got one shot, one shot. That's it. It's, you know what I mean? It, it, whether you believe in Ruta, it's just one shot is this version of us. Why not this version of us laugh as much as possible? It's, we yeah, know, we Ed, know from Eddie. studies. You know, Eddie, you hit it right on the nail. You hit it right the nail on the head. Jason needs his own podcast, <laughs> dude. I've said that every time he's come on, like his solo episodes, he comes on, and I literally just sit back and I just kind of talk. Shut talk every I, I once got in a, a mic and everything. I, look at that. I got a fucking mic. Yeah, uh, when like when Jason comes on, it's not Eddie Green's one hundred and one. It's Jason Latona's one hundred and one. <laughs> And now you make me sound like a fucking shit cockbag, you know, fucking, I'm not trying, like, I, hey, I even have text average, and I'll screenshot yeah, you, man. Jeff, when I show you my hair, were, I said I to him, I said, were, I don't want to take your thunder. I think there were less hijackers during fucking 9-11 than fucking <laughs> Jason Latona, Jesus. Now that would hurt, remember, remember that whole thing about me not being offended, I just, you just fucking hit the You nerve. just Fuck did me. it, Jeff, you Fuck just you, offended Jeff. him. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's the one thing I'm offended at. Yeah, yes. That's the one thing I'm offended at. <laughs> Go Jeff, go Jeff. 
He'd be like, you fucking chink-loving, homosexual fucking cocksucker. I'd be like, bring it on. Your wife's a whore. Fuck you. You're a hijacker for, for a podcast. They hate you. Yeah, that, that one hurt. That hurt my fucking feelings. Uh, yeah, well, we can try again maybe next time, Eddie. I'll get some, some FaceTime and uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Jason, go start your own podcast, and we'll jump in on that one. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah I'll send. I'll send you the. I'll send you the fucking signal. You got the snowflake button turned way up. I got yeah, it. Wide, like, I got it wide open. Yeah, you're streamyard. Yeah. Jason laugh a lot, talk a lot, Latona. Go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, look, Jason, man, it's uh, uh, I, I don't know about Jeff, but I, I appreciate you coming on here. <laughs> and no, dude, it, it's it's absolutely one thousand percent okay because, cool. you know, like you said, I've known you for so long, and I, and this is this is like, honestly, this is why they brought me into Born, the the new show that they brought me back into the the theater because they're like, I'm I'm the relic of the past that is like you. <laughs> And and I, this is how I am. Like you are with me right now in this little podcast. This is how I am all day in this fucking born venue. I just I am talking to, talking about Chinese pussies and faggots. <laughs> yeah, like that's me. Pretty pretty I walk I walk in and I'm like, hey, well, good morning, everybody, you fucking faggots. Let's eat some Chinese pussy. <laughs> you just you just describe my day today. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> is there any openings? I'll send you my my resume right um, now. I'll send you a photo of my hair and. A Jason, you know what's even better? Because now I'm on the tech side and we wear the little headsets with the little microphone and a little compact. And we just sit and there's like, there's like 20 people on this headset thing. So it's like, nobody sees you. You're just, you can be like a uh, half a mile away. And also you're like, uh, yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. You watch that back door, bro. It's like, it's like an yeah. audio podcast. I, I'm someday I'm actually going to go in and plug one of those things into a recording device and record some of the shit that's set on there. Oh, you got gold. You got gold. Oh my wow. gosh. It is so freaking fun. And it is, it's like Don, you remember Don Overchuck, Overchuck there. Lori's still, still alive. There. Yeah. Overchuck's still there. Lori's still there. Um, oh my God. Alan dude, Lincoln. I saw this, I saw this fucking awesome thing, dude, an awesome meme. And I was like, fuck, I was like, I didn't, you were the only person I thought of right off the top of my head that I, or you and Dave Tomasi really, that I'm like, how, how can I, should I send this to you? And because you remember how I used to make fun of Don Overchuck as far uh, for, um, uh, God forbid, Eddie, can you believe I used to make fun of people? Um, I used to tease Don Overchuck uh, about um, how, how like he would spend all this money on him and like little Donnie would get like the shitty toys. Like, like for instance, like it would be like, he would buy himself like a fucking like, you know, $500 Star Wars lightsaber replica, you know? And then he'd buy his son like a dot. And it said like, is that, it says, yeah, yeah, do Y A D O. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that's it. And it would be like a little green guy. It would say like, like Luke Walkskyer, you know what I mean? He'd yeah, buy like yeah. the, but I saw, I would make that up, but dude, I actually saw like a fucking thing of all these, like my friend sent me this oh, link about shit. like uh living in China or Singapore and all these right. Chinese imports of like, and I was like, oh my God, it's Don, it's Don Overchuck shopping list. So Don, oh, if you're watching gosh. this, I want to find it for you and send it to you because you would fucking crack up for old time's sake. But I hope he's doing well. Yeah, you got you to gotta send send that meme to me. Send it, send it to me because yeah, I see. I got to find it, dude. It was so funny. 
It was like it was like a Superman or Bat. It was like Batman, and he was called like Night Guy. But it was like a Batman. It was a Batman in a box, and it was called like like the the Night Guy or like Power oh, yeah, Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah, but I'm like, oh my yeah. god, it's Little Donnie's fucking ship. Little Donnie's probably like 44 years old now or some shit, but it's still funny. Probably he's working yeah. too. Yeah. I see Tomasi all the time. Yeah, Tomasi and I are like this is this is what we do all day too. We just sit there and he he shows me. He shows me pictures of dudes in wigs and bikinis. Oh, dude. oh my god! Dude. I showed I showed my wife. I didn't realize, dude. I know Sarah for nine years. We've been married for almost four, and had no idea that she never saw Herdini. She watched Herdini the other night, dude. It's still on YouTube. What? It is? She watched. <laughs> I can send that to you. To you. She watched the Great Herdini the other night, and she was like, "Oh my god!" Like. I don't know if you guys seen because so, I made it. I have a I do have a YouTube channel up, and uh, my my first video that I put up a uh, little skit that I did with my wife about arm wrestling has already got uh, seventeen hundred hits. So, no, hold on, hold on. What is um, the, what is the great Herdini like? So, is it it, it, it right, it's so, on YouTube? All right, so Eddie, Eddie. All right, so there's this guy. We like this. Hopefully, hopefully he's he is or isn't watching. I don't know. Dave, his name's Dave Tomasi. So Dave Tomasi was a John Connor, and um. He's 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 you know good good guy. I mean super nice guy. I love Dave to death. I yeah, really do. He's love a super super nice guy. But Dave unfortunately had a uh, male pattern baldness at an early age. So in his twenties he was going bald and it was going farther and farther and farther back. And he wore a hat. He wore a hat twenty four seven. If the guy was getting married at that time, he probably would have wore a hat to his wedding. He was just. Always had a backwards backwards baseball hat, or you know, some fast forward. Anyway, always wore a hat. But in the in the show, he had to put a uh, a wig on for John Connor, so he had a John Connor wig. And so, in our dressing room, there was usually only like two or three of us in there at one time getting dressed on a, a swap over. And I was leaving for the day, so I was getting undressed as as Terminator, and he was coming in as John, and he was just got there and i knew he had a show in like 20 minutes and he had his hat on and stuff and in my head i went holy crap i'm gonna see him without a hat on i'm like this is it i'm gonna see how bald or how much whatever is going on up there nobody knew no, it was because like no, Jeff like, had told me everyone was like, dude, yeah, Tomasi's like completely bald. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's exactly. like, dude, it's like, and, and I was like, well, no, he's not. I'm like, and then I'm like, wait a second, yeah, I've never seen. And then someone said, have you ever seen him without a hat? And you've ever seen him without the John Connolly? I'm like, no, wait, fuck, no, actually, like, no, not. This went, off, this went on for months. It was like the, it was like fucking Bigfoot, like seeing Dave without a hat on. It just never I've seen Bigfoot a bunch of times during that exactly. time. Still, no, never saw, still never told himself to Bossy without his no. hat on. Exactly. So here I am. I'm sitting in the in the dressing room. It's a very small space. So I sit down in the chair and I'm facing with my back to the mirror and I'm like, I'm watching him. Like, I'm just like this. I'm like, here we go. And wait, and just so you know, too, just so you know, the exact same, I swear to you, the exact same fucking thing happened to me after Jeff's, because Jeff's going to tell you what happened. And this, just so you know, I went through the same thing. So it looks so like he's I'm looking sitting for there and I'm like, okay, here it goes. He's got his wig. He's, he does like this. He takes his wig and he's got, and, and he's like, he's just talking. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't want to be real like obvious about it. I'm like, I'm just going to like just sit here and, and, and watch. And he's like, yeah, so you know, I'm. Hold on, I can do it. I can get. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here, oh, here we go. He's like, he's like, you know, yeah, you know, this guy's like that, and boom, 
And I'm like, what the fuck? 100% accurate. 100% accurate. I'm like, I go, like, I didn't see it. I, I was like, I'm like watching him. And I know he just went, he was like, and he had like fucking full, full on hair on. And I went, I go, that was amazing. It was like the best magic trick I've ever seen in my entire life. So we came up with this whole Jason. <laughs> so, I told so, yeah, so Jeff tells him, cause Jeff's like, dude, you got to fucking see it. I'm like, dude, fuck you, dude. I'm going to go and fucking watch. So I'm sitting there. We're doing a shift change, right? We're doing a shift turnover. And I, he, he's the B John Connor on the, and I'm, I'm literally like pretending like I'm like texting on my phone or looking at shit so I can fucking see it. Same fucking deal. He comes in, he's like this. He's like, Hey man. And uh, imagine he, and he's like, Hey, what's up, bro? And he got the hat on, and I fucking know you can't see me, Jeff, but he's got the hat on. And it was like literally like this, dude. Imagine if my real hair is the wig, okay? okay. And he's sitting there, and you you were looking at him through my eyes right now. So imagine yeah. if you could like, you, you're, it's 1998, and you're in, you're looking at my eyes. You see my hat on. And he's like, yeah, man. Anyway, so uh, what, how, was your, how was work today? And that's how fast it was. And now he's wearing the wig. And it's like, what the <laughs> fuck? I was just, it was like that. I was just like, right in front of my fucking eyes, dude. Right in front of my fucking eyes i was fucking blown away and i told and jeff's like dude did you see i was like dude it's like he's fucking houdini i was like he's he's hairdini so it gave jeff and i this fucking stupid ass idea to make uh these you know how how he would be in these things so i don't know if you remember the original stuff that i was doing the original skits where um it would be like someone would like fucking run up behind him and take his hat off one of my favorite ones i remember i remember sitting there i was acting as him, the great Herodini, and he had a, and I had my hat on backwards, and I was reading a newspaper, right? And I was at a newspaper like this, and I'm reading it, okay? And I had it down so you can see my head over the newspaper. And someone came up to me and ran ran up for me from behind him and was like, hey, dude, love your hat, and ripped my hat off. Like, and it was this fast, okay? So imagine I'm holding the newspaper, and he comes up, boom, and like, the hat comes up, and I, the newspaper, like, next thing you see is I'm wearing, you know when you make a newspaper hat when you're, like, four years old, and it looks like a fucking sailboat? Yeah, yeah. And I'm wearing, like, I, I'm the newspaper is, like, I have a newspaper, it was like, boom, boom, and then I have the newspaper fucking hat on. So that, it sparked Jeff and I to fucking, dude, this was before fucking editing, or uh, there was the Mac, what, uh, what what's it called, like, movie final book cut, or Mac? Yeah, fine. Yeah, fine. This was before, this, dude, Jeff honestly, did it, like, this, this is actually style. no this was like this was my first like uh, editing like process like i i this was that like, gave me the bug for doing other videos and other video editing and stuff and i actually went on and, and learned how to do it like professionally and i do it for a lot of different friends and family stuff still but this was like my first major project if you will was herodini was like music and splicing and and different you know angle and just different things that we made this whole video on the Terminator stage, using uh, uh, Jason as as the Herdini, and no. we had this whole like. So we put a uh, um, we put a chair. And I'll, we put the Eddie, wig. I'm gonna I'll send you the link, Eddie. You can watch you the fucking video so we, and we watch this, what we were doing. We yeah, submerged the wig into water and white wrapped it in wire, and then and then like he like holds a freaking towel up or it's a sheet and he drops it, and he's got the wig on. And it was like, part of the it was part of the Terminator curtain that they fucking uh, they had extra for curtain right. and I and 
and I'm holding, and I'm like, dude, I'm in a baseball hat, right? And I got my, or I mean, I'm, I have the wig on, and my, ba or I have, I have, no, I'm sorry, I have a baseball hat on, and the, and the wig is chained up in a bucket of water, a see-through bucket of water underneath my chair, and I'm standing on top of the chair, and I literally am doing this, and I pull like the wig up, or pull up the, the, the curtain, and it's just like this, I'm, you see me, you see me, and it's like, boom, and then I'm in the fucking wig, and it's soaking wet, and the, and the hat that I'm wearing is chained up in the bucket of water, okay, and it's the stupid this fucking thing and jeff adds like applause and like it's to come sail away with me by fucking sticks and it's like come sail away come sail away come sail. now it, it's is this on youtube yes it's on fucking youtube i can pull it up right now yeah you have they're, to type in the, the great hair dini and it's h-a-r-d-i-n-i for the longest time, it was only a hard copy i made hard copies there was only like maybe four or five of these things floating around and uh like every now and then, I'd leak one to the public. <laughs> There's a trailer too. Do you remember the trailer? Oh the yeah, fucking, the, the Star oh. Wars music on uh, the Phantom Menace music. Yeah. On. Um, and, but so so he goes over and Dave gets uh, trained over at uh, Lights Motors Action over at Disney over at um, Hollywood Studios, and, and he's trained over there as one of the drivers. He's a uh, one of the stunt drivers over there, and also this, like one of the stunt coordinator things. So he's over there and he's at he's now this is a big green room like this this is a very large green room with a, all men all stunt guy drivers you know testosterone like you know just like yeah man we got a dirt bike ride and blah, blah blah so a copy gets to there and they play it in the green room over there and holy I remember that shit. you told me that I remember you like, told me that well do you remember we did we did the premiere at T2 and he watched it he was like oh it's very fucking and we we're like yeah. and everyone was like dude he's gonna freak out he's gonna be so and I'm like no he ain't it's fucking hurt he's gonna think it's fucking he's gonna huh it's awesome huh yeah hey, you're funny uh, Lieutenant huh that's funny huh that's funny that's good that's funny Lieutenant and that's exactly what fucking happened like verbatim all right Jason you can see this but I don't think Jeff can but I, I can't. I'm. I'm. You no, know, none of those. I, I'm seeing what you're scrolling. No, it's not that. But am I spelling this right? H a r r dash d i n i. H a i r like hair. Oh, okay. That's the problem. <laughs> I thought you said yeah. r r. No, h a i r dash d i n i hair. Okay. Uh, and if you, I'll tell you. If you scroll, I'll tell you. I'll see it. No, no. Keep going. No, no. It's definitely on there. But no, keep going. Uh, that's the trailer. That's the great Cardini trailer. Okay, <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Oh, there he is. And there right I, there. There's the that's Cardini. All right, now Jeff, can you let me know if you can hear this at least? Because that would oh, be awful if you, me, bro. I, I I know every freaking frame of this thing. I like if I can hear it, I can see it. Here it is. Here it is. He knows. Yeah. He half knows. half have embraced their baldness and have shaved their heads. <laughs> the other half has dot 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 Cardini. <laughs> We still don't know who he is. He's a mysterious. He's a man of mystery. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is between shows. This is between shows on the Terminator stage. Okay. I'm sailing away. <laughs> Jeff, I can't wait to see his reaction. <laughs> Set an open course for the virgin sea. So that's one of our Sarah Connors Kelly Mellon. Okay. Free to face a life that's ahead of me. I literally can't see this and I know everything that's happening right now. 
<laughs> and now live and in person. <laughs> Fucking pumped. Hair Dean. <laughs> Keep in mind, I'm shirtless early because he was always shirtless too. The artistry is fantastic. Dedicated to DT Herodini. Oh, man. You know, I want to take back what I said earlier. That was the, the uh, much like Chris Kirkpatrick, I, my life's been downhill since then, too. That's right. That was my first project and my best by far in all my entire career. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's your best work. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck release the Snyder Cut. It should have been released Herodini, man. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude. Dude, and if you notice, like back then, uh, like Dave Copperfield, Chris, or Chris Patrick, um, Chris Angel were really popular. The Chris Angel had his mind freak show, oh, and yeah. that's what you know, he would do something, and he would be like all out of breath. That's why I was like, as soon as I'm like, I'm all out of breath, and just looking fucking whiz, you know, with the, with the camera and shit. I remember, uh, dude, I remember fucking filming that shit, dude. I remember you like laying on the ground and me just like. You know, like fucking swimming over the camera lens and shit. Uh, I'm like, I was like, all right, now, now flip your hair towards me and I'll do it in slow motion. You're like, oh, dude, yeah, yeah. And dude, the fucking wet, like the wet particles off that shitty ass. You see how shitty those wigs were. That's why I fucking grew my hair out. Look at uh, fucking straw. And you said that was on downtime in the, in the theater? Yeah, 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 it was between shows, yeah. Wow. I'm surprised that they would even like allow shit like that. Yeah, it's the fucking it big... Was- the, that's the best thing that happened on that stage. You're talking about born. A, we were just talking we about born just, identity. They're born. We were, just ta- we were talking about this. It was a different time back then, man. The '90s and the early 2000s at Universal was it's a different time. We you couldn't get, do something got, like that now, huh? With, we uh, we could get away with murder there back then, but and now it's like you sneeze and, like you said, it's like Ugh. yeah, that's horrible, man. That's horrible. That's so sad because yeah. no, i mean you know it's funny because you know same thing i was talking about to sarah we were watching a bloopers reel for justice league and i was talking to my wife about this because you know especially in singapore i'm sure it's the same thing where there's like no backstage photos no this no that you know and meanwhile they're showing you know 
uh, Gail Gadot, you know, Wonder Woman wearing the Batman cow, and they're all laughing. And I'm like, I just think that stuff's cool, man. I, as a fan, I love seeing the backstage stuff. I would love to see like a video on the making of like Terminator, some of the projects I did in Singapore. It's, it's just like that mindset to me is really backwards, you know. Because people love that stuff. People love bloopers. People would stay. You remember this, bras? Like in the in the early, again late nineties, we'd all go to a, a Jackie Chan movie together, and the whole fucking crowd would sit there and wait for the outtakes because yeah. they knew, you know, that was the best part, you know. Um, and, and and I feel like you're, they're sitting on a potential gold mine, and especially now with all social media, you know, you could have Jeff walking around backstage, born super dude, or TikTok and shit. You have like a million views of that shit. Man, if I could, if I could do TikTok backstage, or if I could do anything backstage in the green rooms for the last twenty-five years, yeah, I would be. We'd be more famous than Christopher Patrick because, man, we yeah. there's there's so much stuff that goes on backstage and has those little nuggets of whatever, and it's just like these stories, you know, like what you're doing here, Eddie. It's like that's what people want to hear, but they want to hear about it like when it kind of happens. Now, obviously, you, you got to take into consideration safety and stuff like that. And I yeah. get that, and, or you know, they're they're all about breaking the fourth wall, but. See with Universal, it's all about intellectual property and like the IP stuff and like you know exactly like, oh, we can't yeah we can't do this you can't do that with certain things and characters together and blah 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 like you know there's there's absolutely no way you'll ever get a picture of Captain America next to Popeye or anything like that at Universal it just can't happen it's just not allowed to happen so but know. I'm saying but it, it's so you know I'm saying how many fans though would love to see you know. The guy playing Popeye and the guy playing Captain America just chilling backstage, you know. Like, people like to see that stuff, you know. Yeah. No, granted, you, what do you, like I said, like you're watching Justice League. There's a billion-dollar fucking hundred million-dollar movie, and clearly they're able to do it, but I can't show Popeye next to Captain America, you fucking retards. Um, again, it's, it's, it's stupidity for the sake of, of principle. You know, and and I I just I hate it, man. Just like the all everything that's going on with the world right now, it's just like oh the principal the thing, you know. And I'm like fucking idiot. Everyone's idiots. Yeah, yeah. And if you were as famous, you'd have your own uh uh like uh that Charlie shit. Like at at do either of you go to Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you like you can get I mean, a, like a Charlie cold brew. And for the longest time, I was like, who the f like why is it Charlie? Why is it Charlie? And apparently, it's like a famous TikToker. And she was she, like, she, I had no idea. Yeah. yeah, she would always post going to Dunkin' or something, and they huh. they huh. they gave her her own drink on the menu. You pull through and well, say, it's "I'll like, take a Charlie." It's that uh, like that ocean spray that Mexican dude that got on the ocean spray thing and did that thing, and then he's now he's in commercials and stuff. You know, yeah, this it's weird. Thing. But but again, I I just think there's like a, you know I. I I understand it, but you know, little kids, you know, to not have the magic of seeing like, you know, snow white smoking a cigarette. I'm not talking about that, but to be honest, that's to me, maybe I'm crazy. Uh, but uh, I, I just think that's the parents' job to make sure they're watching the, the appropriate content. But again, I don't think that the content should be censored. I just think, you know, if you're old enough to watch it, you should watch it. And if you're not old enough to watch it, you should have someone telling you you're not old enough to watch it, you know? Um, and but again, that's to me, that's what's fucked up with fucking Earth right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. But I appreciate. I appreciate you, uh, you definitely coming on here, man. And, uh, hey, and even though I fucking hijacked, I ain't silly. Forget, I ain't forgiving you. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you Russ. Again? I'm, I'm friending him. I'm friending him. <laughs> call, call me a fucking hijacker. Wait. Oh, wait, hold on. <clears throat> 
it brought this video. We're doing this whole thing over again right now. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna like destroy my internet provider. Are you good? Can you hear us? Oh, Jeff. <coughs> I hear you. Eddie. I hear you. Do you hear me? Well, yeah, you're yeah. good. Oh, you can hear me. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I was having a hard time hearing you guys there for a little bit. Sorry. No, you're good. Um. So, Jason, thanks for coming on, man. I'm going to, uh, cause this was supposed to be Jeff's episode. Uh, so we're going to let you oh, go and then, sucks. uh, and then we'll just, uh, I need to go. I need to go. <laughs> this is fucking stupid. I hate you. I hate you all for fucking calling me. <laughs> this is so the worst stupid. idea of all to no, I'm just kidding. This was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It gave us Herdini. It, I, I swear to God that, that, that wouldn't have happened any other way. So probably not. Yeah. Probably. I doubt you would talk about Herdini. So that's my hijacking contribution to you guys. Yeah. You know? Um, You're hey, welcome. Brobs, uh, it's awesome seeing you, man. Uh, good to hear you uh, talk to you. You look great, uh, and I love you. And um, I'll definitely hit you up both up. I'm closer to September and tell you what yep. my plans are, where we're staying, and all that kind of stuff like that. Hopefully, it all doesn't get shut down, but that's the plan. So, fuck yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks for reaching out to me, Eddie. It's so it's good to he- see you, talk to you again too. And like anytime you want me on a guest, you know, or me to hijack your show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for doing <laughs> Yeah. All right, love you, bro. I'll, I'll see. I'll talk to you guys. You guys have a great one. I'll, I'm. I'm gonna fucking check, get the fuck. I don't even know how to lead this. To be honest, I, I kicked me out of you. You're uh, gonna go eat your wife's asshole. So have fun with that. I'm gonna. Eat, I'm, gonna I'm gonna go eat my wife's ass. <laughs> <laughs> you faggots have a great night. I'm gonna go eat my wife's ass. <laughs> All right. Bye bye. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Jeff. 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 Do you see what I'm talking about? Where when I bring him on, oh, dude. And I just ha- like I have to just I literally sit back and I don't say a word like I just kind of drop little nuggets here and there. But he just takes the reins and just runs with it. He's like a freight he's, train. He, he is the he has not changed one one bit since twenty five years ago. He's literally the same. He's he's got he's like he's very he's got ADHD. I'm pretty sure he was diagnosed <laughs> with ADHD. So, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. He's That's like, crazy he is, though. He cannot, he doesn't focus. He's like, he just. Up, oh, hold on. All right, one second, give it a second. He's always on and he's, he's, you know, he's, he's just boom, boom, boom like that. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I love having Jason and on and talking to Jason. I did. So I, that's, that brings me back to. To that time and that glory, the glory days of Terminator Two 3D when we first opened, that was good stuff. Yeah, yeah, and but like the thing is, is he needs to, he needs to seriously do something. I mean, I don't know what he needs to do, but he needs to do something entertaining. Like, uh, I like I'm pretty sure I told him at one point he should be a stand-up comic or something. He like he like he has such a stage presence and such an energy that like he could just go on stage and command it he has that commanding personality and and he could use his diagnosis to his to his absolute success i mean it's yeah. it's amazing how yeah i don't know like there's there, there's only been a handful of people i've had on where i feel like i can't interject like i like i'm unable to take control of my own podcast and he's one of them but I love it every single time because those are always like the highest rated episodes when i release something because people have gotten accustomed to hearing him. So when I release another Jason Latona episode, it's it's like ding, 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 ding. It's crazy how much traction it gets. So, I mean. That's funny. That's interesting. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, he's, he brings his, it's, 
and you say you know like stand-up comedy or something like that where he could do something like that but the problem with like a stand-up comic they are they're very it's actually very scripted they take all those bits that they're doing are are worked out i mean like flushed out like they're memorized and they they've tried them a hundred times and they've done it and they piece that show together so he he couldn't do that because he's like such <laughs> off the he's so off the cuff he can't focus he's like you just got he needs somebody to guide him he needs somebody to bring him back on track and he, he needs like somebody like yourself or, or myself or and that's how i think it was like we were like tom and jerry or like you know you know dean dean martin and freaking jerry lewis or something like that because he would just go off and i would be the one i'd be sitting there and i would kind of egg him on and i kind of keep him on track uh-huh. and that's why him and i worked so well together is because i was like the yin to his yang and he would and i would just and i could get him right and i would say stuff just to get him going and he would just go or or, or he would say stuff and i'd jump on board and I, then I'd pull him back a little and I'd bring him over. It was just, I was like my little puppet sometimes with him at work. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. You're Abbott and he's Costello. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Cause it's Abbott good. was the straight guy, right? It, it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause yeah. He's like, Hey, Abbott. Yeah. So Abbott was the straight guy. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Like he, um, like yeah, he, like he, he, he was the one that under like he was the one telling Costello, no, 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 no. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. That's what I'm trying to find out. That's Costello, right? <laughs> yeah. No, okay. no. Abbott is the straight guy. Costello is the little dumpy guy. He was the one. Yeah. Because because he that was his catchphrase. The little the little uh, shorter fat guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was Costello because he would yell, "Hey, Abbott!" He would. That was his catchphrase. Like, "Hey, Abbott!" Okay. He would yell, "Hey, and Abbott. that's Jason. So, yeah, so that's Abbott. Jason." Uh, yeah, Abbott is uh, me, and then he's Costello. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's you're right. That's exactly how we were. Like I've been Costello, and and just and it's it, you know as much as I would be his straight man, I w- I knew exactly what he was gonna say, and I know where he, where he was going with stuff, so I could kind of like almost you know um, you know kind of guide him a little bit more, focused on the on the joke or whatever we were trying to do with somebody and. Because I, I I could see his will. I know I know his thought process. Every every when he as soon as he said somebody's name or something like that, I'm like, I know he's gonna I know he's gonna talk about. Yep, yep. <laughs> I, know, I know what story I know what story he's gonna tell. I know what I can I could see everything that's coming out of his head and visualize everything that was going on. That's what that's why I love him so much. He's really such a a big part. Yeah, like he was 19 and I was 25 at the time. So yeah, we were in our formidable uh, early you know youth oh my gosh and now it's 25 years later look at us <laughs> look at you no dude i mean i mean i haven't seen pictures of you well he was holding up some pictures but uh they were sort of you know from the 90s so they weren't the best quality pictures but i right. mean i don't know i mean you look i don't know how old you are but you look good for whatever for whatever fucking age you are <laughs> i appreciate that yeah i'm uh i'm trying i got i, I just uh, when i got my hair i still die i cut my color my hair Got to got to look as youthful as possible in this industry. They'll they'll push you to the curve as quick as they can. So, um, nah, you know I'm I'm doing good. I like I said I turned fifty in July and um, I'm a oh that's I'm right you solid, did say that you did say that I'm a I'm a solid thirty something in my head I think still and my but my body's saying stop. And I'm going, <laughs> no, so I now still got a lot of mo. So now 
having said all of that, how much lo- do you see yourself kind of if uh, when the whenever Epic Universe opens up, do you see yourself still being with Universal and maybe going over there? <laughs> um, you know, it's I, I, if you would have asked me 25 years ago, are you still going to be in the same building that you're in right now? I would have been no, <laughs> <laughs> no, but. I don't know. Honestly, man, I'm I'm kind of one of those those people that's like yes, there's a part of me that would like to be a part of that and stay around and be a what the, we call them lifers, the guys that have been around, people have been around forever and and just kind of keep doing the daily ops and and making a living out of it and having a good time and um you know, it's it's I, I don't know if I ever said this phrase to you. It's called the golden handcuffs. No. And the reason I call it that is because it's great because of the gold and you have it's very, but you're handcuffed. You really can't do much else. And it's, it, that's the best way to describe it is like, you know, hey, yeah, it's a, it's a great thing. It's a good thing, but you're really limited to what you can do outside in the real world of production and TV and film and stuff like that. It's like you got to, you got to kind of make that, that, choice that that you know rip the band-aid off get fired i don't know something like that but um yeah you know my wife is uh she works there too and she does all the uh the wigs for the entire parks both parks mostly halloween special events and stuff like halloween horror nights and christmas and grinchmas and all that stuff and uh so she's been there for a long time as well and that's kind of why we, we kind of settled in orlando and you know raised like i said we got my daughter who's 20 and actually my daughter worked there. She got a job. She was um, the um, original She-Ra when they had that walk-around character about two and a half years ago. Uh, yeah, a couple, couple, three years ago, the character came out and they had She-Ra walking around. And She-Ra is from the He-Man series, uh, okay. animated series. Um, and they have a new uh, thing on Netflix, a uh, new animated series on Netflix, She-Ra, uh, Queen of Princess something queen princess i don't know um but yeah so she um she worked there and she still does actually has a part-time job there just doing now they got rid of that character and stuff so anyway like i said i got i got settled here in orlando and that's where i've been for 25 years and you said am i gonna be a part of epic i you know yeah there's a part of me that would like to be a part of it but um i'm I'm kind of picky of what i want to do i don't want to just uh, you know, that's why when they asked me if I would be interested in coming back into the Terminator building and be a part of this this crazy show that they were talking about, I'm like, eh, we'll see. And they they still asked me if I'm an audition for this the performing side of things. Like, there's a couple you know roles in the show that I can do, and I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to get back into the performing side of stuff yet. I just had a like a, I just I don't know, I think last time we we talked on a podcast. Um, I had my second hip replaced <laughs> six oh, wow. months ago. Yes, yeah, so I've had both my hips replaced in the last. Uh, the first one I had done in two thousand eight, um, because it was arthritic and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I had my second hip replacement six months ago. So both of my hips are officially steel titanium. So I am a Terminator from the waist down. <laughs> so 
comes full circle. That's oh, so yeah. so so. What do you do now that because I mean I have an annual pass, so I'm always at I'm always at Universal. So I've noticed that you know the ragtime gals aren't like they cut that because I guess of COVID reasons. Um, yeah. And you're not performing in Born, so do you still have an active job at Born, or were you just like something that they like you came to it for? consultation and then that was it or oh no no so yeah no um when terminator closed um that was my last skill performing skill that i had on my my um my entertainment there at uh, universal because at any time you uh so you have to you have to be homed they, they call it being home somewhere at universal whether you're in entertainment or somewhere a venue has to have you on their roster we'll say uh-huh. call it a roster so they have to be home somewhere, whether you're home to, you know, Terminator. I was home to Terminator for a long time. And then I got rehomed and I moved over to uh, Islands of Adventure for Captain America, Doctor Doom, and all the different characters, Cyclops and stuff that I did over there. Now, whenever you get cross-trained into another venue, like I did the uh, Lagoon Stunt Show for many years uh, and also Wild West Stunt Show before both of those two shows closed, I did those. Um, so you get cross-trained in different, different roles. So if for some reason a show closes, you still have another skill somewhere else in the park and that's kind of how it is. So you have to be home somewhere. So anyway, so for the longest time from 96 till 2017, when Terminator closed, I was always home, either at IOA as captain or Dr. Doom or Terminator or something like that. So Terminator was like the last performing entertainment performing skill that I had on my, um, in my, for my employment, basically, I once ter- when when they said Terminator's closing, Jeff Brozovich had to go. Well, if I'm going to stay with this company, I have to reinvent myself. I have to do another job now. I have to find something else. I have to, you know, and and you can't just go and audition. And they say, okay, well, you know, they they did move some of the full time people around and they put them into other departments and gave them opportunities and and you know, costuming or management stuff like that. But for casual performers at the time where I was when Terminator closed, um, they're like, too bad, so sad kind of thing. So I took it upon myself and I walked over to one of our um, entertainment buildings uh, backstage uh, and I walked into a couple offices. You know, you've been there 20 something years, you pretty much know everybody in the building. So I kind of walk in, I got a couple meetings with some people and I just started kind of probing around like, what I what can I do? What's the next chapter here for me at this, you know, this park, these parks? And I'm sitting there waiting. Uh, the guy I was gonna meet with is Mike Morgenthaler, who was one of our stage managers back in the Terminator. He's like, Hey, hold on a second, I gotta go uh do something. And he, he left his office and he goes away, he's gone for a couple minutes, and I'm sitting there, and another lady <laughs> that used to work at Terminator back in the air name's Janine Knox. And she's walking by and she's like, oh my God, I hadn't seen her for a long time. She's like, oh my gosh. She's like, hey, how you doing? And we started just chatting and I'm like, yeah, you know, Terminator's closing, closing. So I'm just kind of here talking to Merg about, you know, some, uh, some jobs and stuff. And she goes, well, do you want to be a technician? I went, sure. <laughs> and that's, and that's how I switched from front performing to behind the scenes and operations and stuff. Uh, literally that's, that's exactly how she's like, well, we could always use, you know, text for uh, special events and things like that. We, like Jason and I were talking about these special events. I'm like, great. 
So she's like, well, come on by and pick up a t-shirt on your way out. I'm like, all right, great. Sounds good. So, um, so I did, so that's what I did. So I switched over into the tech world behind the scenes, which is all the, that's actually the people that really run the park are the technicians. And those are the ones in the blacks, all black shirts, all black pants. And they're, you know, kind of like little ninjas behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, so I started in events, which was, you know, doing, uh, big corporate events for, you know, um, Microsoft and such, and all these other different companies. And we basically would set up, you know, red carpet and, um, you know, just whatever they needed, video walls, all kinds of stuff, just work, you know, it was, it was just labor. So, but it was just part-time and I was just doing it here. And I just wanted to keep my status, my continuous status of, of you know, service with universal. That's all that I really wanted to do. I didn't really look, I wasn't really looking for a full-time job. I just wanted something part-time. And that's what I was doing. So, um, so then that kind of led into being around other people, networking, Honestly, that's, that's how things work at Universal is just really talking to different people and not being afraid to talk to people and ask them what they do. And my wife, like I said, she works in the wig department and she was basically the entire wig department. So I was just in her room one day and we're just talking and a lady walks in and she's with art and design and art design decor is the ones that help with the Halloween Horror Nights. And so she started talking to my wife and she left. I'm like, who was that? And she's like, oh, that's Karen Rigsby. And I'm like, oh, what's she doing? So she told me, I'm like, oh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> so and my wife's like, what do you want me to talk to her for you? I'm like, yeah, put in a good word for me. And next thing you know, for the next, you know, year and a half, two years after that, I was with the art and design department and um, did uh, two two installs for Halloween Horror Nights, uh, 2018 and 19. And then also the, the strike, which is just taking all the stuff down and putting it back in the warehouse. There's a huge entertainment warehouse off property that they keep everything. <laughs> it's like the best way to describe it is when you walk into Ikea, like where the back part of Ikea, where you have to go to the shelving and get stuff off the shelves. Yeah. Ima imagine that like, I don't know, 10 to maybe 10 or 20 times bigger. And it's just rows and rows of you know, mannequins and, you know, uh, some cars and motorcycles and um, just anything you can imagine with chairs and tables and stuff that they need for Halloween, stuff that they need for, you know, Christmas. I mean, all the Christmas stuff is there, all the decorations and stuff. So, um, and the job for us is to put everything on a nice little pallet, put in a forklift and put it up on its shelf. So I was, uh, I was doing that for a long time too. So, yeah. And then, like I said, last, uh, actually it's been almost two years ago when I was doing, I was actually working Halloween and I was approached by one of the area managers and he said, Hey, are you ever interested in getting back into the Terminator building with the new show? And I'm like, well, what is it? And he's like, well, we go, we can't talk about that yet. But you know, if you're, if you don't have a problem going back into the, the building and being a technician, we'd love to have you there. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Keep me, keep me in mind. So I was supposed to be part of the work, what they call a workshop cast where they bring in a, a crew of technicians as they're kind of building it uh, and doing like operations and stuff and kind of getting things running to see how 
it's going to fit with the daily ops. So they're kind of like the guinea pigs. I wasn't able to do that because I was still tied to, to Halloween and what I was doing with Halloween. So as soon as Halloween ended, they brought me over to, to the, the Bourne uh, show last January of last year. Um, and I started training. I trained um, and then was we were getting ready to have our grand opening and then the shutdown. And luckily, luckily, the good side, the upside to all of that was like literally... I'm not even joking. Literally a week, a week before we had the shutdown for COVID, they offered me a full-time position at, uh, at Bourne. And that <laughs> was a huge blessing. Cause at that point I had just been picking up lots of hours. You know, I was probably working 40 hours a week, but just as a part-time casual employee. So then when they offered me full-time, uh, with Bourne, I got the benefits and vacation and then uh once we went into the covid shutdown the company basically paid uh 80 of your paycheck for the whole two months that we were shut down so for almost two months the uh, universal paid all of their employees 80 percent of their their hourly or their wages uh, which is basically like wait we're you know getting paid 32 hours a week yeah just sit at home <laughs> yeah uh which you know was a huge 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 blessing so um so yeah so i'm i'm tech operations now is what i'm classified as um entertainment tech operations and uh, there's different different levels of uh technicians uh tech four uh twos and ones uh different depending on what your skill set is and the higher you go is like one is tech one is the highest level, obviously. Uh, tech four is, you know, uh, yeah, just moving stuff or, or, you know, operations, you know, making sure the you know, safety, stuff like that, moving pieces, you know, just you're, you're, you're the, you're the workers of, of the, you know, the true, the show behind the scenes. And then the, at, at Bourne, we have uh, show action props and uh, weapons and guns and weapons and stuff like that. So I got trained in, uh, into the weapons uh, side of it with my background from Terminator and having uh, extensive knowledge of the, the weapons from Terminator and safety and how I'm super amazed. I mean, like the safety at, at Bourne is off the charts. It really is, especially with the weapons. It's you, you got to be so on your game when you go into work. You can't have, you can't be tired. You can't be hungover. You cannot waver. I'm serious. It's like, which is great. And I, and I don't want to, I don't want to say that's not how it was at Terminator, but it wasn't like that at Terminator all the time, unfortunately. Uh, not that any, there were ever any accidents or anything like that, but it was, it wasn't as, um, serious i guess now in this culture in this this time uh it's yeah so uh but anyway i'm i'm doing that and i'm thriving and i'm loving it and um like and i'm not even joking i'm pretty sure they brought me into that show for my my banter and my yeah. green room backstage you know just hey man let's have a good time you know i know we're working but we're gonna laugh we're gonna have a good time doing it so and that's like jason said i'm i'm all about having a good time laughing and making everybody else laugh around me whether it's at my expense or their expense or i don't care managers doesn't matter 
anyone is anyone is uh is fair game in my book you know it's weird about the the born show that because uh, i saw it shortly after it opened so um so it probably stopped in the middle of the show. Yes, yes, it stopped. <laughs> um, it stopped right at the scene where it's the house, and then like the bike comes out, and the bike like stopped working, I guess. But that wasn't weird because I understood that. I was like, okay, the show's very technical. The weird thing to me, and I don't know if this is going to continue going forward, is the fact that the show has like an MC person that just comes out on stage and like hypes the people up and says all right now we're doing the born show so are you ready here we go and that person came out and like told jokes and like interacted with the audience for however long it took till they fixed the bike and then he just left and for me like i don't know like that's a weird element of the show it's just like this mc person that comes out and and kind of introduces the show that like i don't know like i don't i mean it's a job but uh, is it needed i don't don't know it's just weird to me (laughs) no you're no i know you're absolutely right and it's kind of it if i was a guest and if i was just coming to the show and i saw that i would be like "Hmm, that's that's different because they're they're not part of the show per se because the show's the show it's born born is born but no you're absolutely right and so the reason that that's there is out of the necessity to keep the audience engaged and not to, you know, lose their interest and to keep the experience still positive, I guess is the best way to describe it uh-huh. because it can take, and I don't know if the bike stopped on stage, we had to get the bike back. That was probably a fairly quick reset in the scheme of things, but there are some, technical resets especially like the buildings that come across the stage yeah the buildings have to go all the way back around uh, back to the stage and then park back where they came from it's basically like that once so they start on one side of the stage they got to go all the way across all the way in the back and come all the way back here big circle and that can take and i'm not exactly a solid maybe five to six minutes of just slow silence of nothing so if there's nobody out there talking and keeping the audience somewhat engaged with, you know, little nuggets of, you know, Easter eggs and jokes and stuff like that, then, um, yeah, that's that's why the, that host uh, was kind of that that role was kind of originated was out of that. Because um, the show is long. so technical. Yeah, until, especially, at least until we, and, you know... <laughs> So it, it does it does stop a lot. It still stops a lot, and it's it's crazy because. It, and Terminator went through this as well. We for the first probably two or three years, you have like these technical growing pains where, the people that build the show, have an idea of how to build it, but they don't understand daily operations, and they don't understand like this thing's going to be running, for ten to twelve hours a day, like just the perpetual motion of those parts and and things and just the the communication and stuff and then this show is so much more technical as far as the the rfid under the stage and and these these self-driving carts and and the computer i mean (laughs) there's not uh, you know this is like a little bit of a uh, maybe a insider secret here is that the fact that um if there's too many people in the audience or nearby that are on the Wi-Fi, it could affect our show. Shit. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, exactly. It's just it's stuff like that 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 we're still kind of doing these growing pains of of you know trying to the daily ops of you know and 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 then our tech so when they they build the show the the people that make the show build it they make all the stuff and then they hand it over to universal and they say here you go now you got to figure it out and they, they obviously they train them and they have been universal has some of the smartest technicians and people i'm like they, they do stuff and i'm like we so we're the black shirts we're the technical we're the operations and then we have what we call blue shirts <laughs> and they're the ones that walk around those are the maintenance guys those are the guys that actually can fix stuff and get stuff done so when something really breaks or something's really wrong you'll see a blue shirt and if you see a blue shirt that means that there's something that's a more above our pay grade i guess and our knowledge of the working parts so um so they come in they got to come in and they got to figure out how everything works and then maintain it and or fix it if it's not working properly all the time and that's what we're kind of going through we're doing this we're getting better we're getting a lot better i mean we we so if we go an entire day if we go the entire day from start till finish all six eight ten twelve shows how many shows we're doing in a day if we go the whole day without one stop or any kind of technical fault we call that a unicorn because i like that it's very yeah yeah no it's 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 really cool and we get i mean i can remember vividly like our, my first day where we had a, a full day of no stops a unicorn and we're at the end of the day we're like it's gonna happen it's gonna happen we we're so excited we we're like yes we're gonna do it yeah um and honestly like last last year the entire year last year i think we had maybe six days six days out of the entire year that were unicorns um I mean, yeah. So this year alone, I think we've already had we've had a good, probably a dozen or so. So yeah, we're doing we're doing better, and I would say that our show's gotten a lot smoother. Yeah, I would because because every time I go, or not every time, but you know, because sometimes it's like, eh, you know, uh, and do, uh, man, it, this was always my issue with the T two show, and and I'm a diehard ter- Terminator guy. The like the fucking pre show. I, like I always wished we could just go past the pre-show because it's like, man, we're just sitting around standing and 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 they and when Born was announced, I was like, ooh, I wonder what they're gonna do with that pre-show room or like I wonder if they're gonna get rid of just the whole pre-show. And then I, the first time I was like, nope, they just got rid of the the thing that Kimberly Duncan came out on. It's basically yeah. the exact same room, and now I gotta stand here for another eight minutes and watch, you know, something that I'm even less interested in. Um, but having said that, since I've been going, it it was only that one time the bike broke down, and then every once in a while, like one of the buildings that uh that, like that born jumps off of, like that like that moment where the rocket launcher is shot or something and blows the thing up. Sometimes that'll come out and already be blown up. So like, oh, really? Oh oh oh. <laughs> so yeah, that's we that's um. It's, we call that the minaret and it's actually that's the name of like that kind of like building structure whatever it's got a minaret or okay. whatever i don't know that's a i don't know tangier uh, tangier thing um so anyway yeah there was a uh period of time there where it was broken so it was down the whole time <laughs> so yes so again things like that that you know it's like get a oh well the minaret you know it's down it's out so yeah like um yeah just it's the growing pains of the show it's like it the first the first two to three years of any show for that fact is 
is kind of i would say sketchy and hit or miss yeah. is the best way to describe it so i find it interesting for a theme park because you know they're 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 you know s- someone like universal is probably really happy to open something like like born you know because they're allowed to have stuff like that you know you're allowed to have those glitches, those moments where things don't work and break down and falter because nobody's at risk except for maybe the performers. And right. can you imagine if 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 the Velocicope like the Velocicoaster were to open and too many people were standing in line on their Wi-Fi and like the like like the like the coaster derailed or something? Like the, like they, they they you have to put so much more time and effort and energy and and thought and everything into like the, the you know the coasters obviously because you know those things falter like like those are people's lives at risk so yeah. universal's probably happy to open like a like a, a traditional seated show where uh you know shit can go wrong and it's okay if shit goes wrong like if shit goes wrong on the velocicoaster or hagrid it's a lawsuit waiting to happen you know yeah no you're absolutely yeah, you're right it's and and they've done so many of these what they call dark spinny rides like you know the transformers and and you know, uh, you know Kong, and just where you're inside this you know building, just running around, just spinning around, looking at you know 3D screens and yep, and yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah, there. It's finally nice to see just a sit down show. Oh yeah, still very entertaining, still very enthralling and engaging and stuff. So yeah, it's 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 something I haven't done in a while. It it blew me away when I saw it. You know, because I had such a oh, soft yeah. spot for T two. I was like, this. I mean. Just the fact that you chose born is is an issue with me, and so walking into it, I was like, "You really need to sell me on this universally." Like, and I left that theater with the biggest smile on my face. I was like, "Wow, okay, Good. all right, nice." You know, Good. I would yeah. I would love to have my precious T two back, but shit, like I actually yeah. felt like I was moving. I felt I felt everything, and the the best moment is the slow mo part with the cop car. That's the best moment in that entire show that's a masterpiece of just everything coming together and when the when the screen rotates you literally Mm -hmm. feel like you're moving and then you look down and you're stationary yeah it's amazing it's there's that and then the other one where he's he's up in the uh, telescoping building and it goes up and then it spins around this way as well that was the first one that i was like i went oh damn yeah okay oh that's what we're doing okay Yeah, and then the then the second one is the motorcycle bit. Absolutely, yeah, you're right. And then, yeah, the 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 helicopter bit. There's the, I, that's why I tell people I'm like, you know, collectively, there's a lot of really nice little gags and and you know and uh, kind of mess with your brain kind of stuff. It's your your POV, and it's I said for what it's worth, it's good. I mean, I think what what was amazing about Terminator is that you could watch that thing hundreds of times even even being a performer there and going out in the audience you 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 know you'd still see something or or still get caught up there's something more magical about it and that was you know because obviously then when the you know the 3d screens on the side open up and it really the immersiveness there um but born does a good job you know it's 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 a show that does it it, it's not something you're going to probably go see a hundred times but you know you can go see it for you know a dozen times or twenty times, and hopefully it doesn't f- break on you and fault and have to sit there. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, it's 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 a good show. I I was a little apprehensive at first, but I've I've kind of grown to kind of like. And the cast, the crew are just so nice. I mean, they're really really amazing and talented. And the 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 cast members, 
<laughs> there's a couple that are, you know, they're in their twenties, young, early twenties and stuff. So it's like, I, I kind of look at it like, oh, okay, they're on their, their start. You know, here I am. I'm like this guy over here and they're, yeah. they're right there at the beginning of like where I was, you know, 25 years ago. So it was kind of nice to, to see that the, the young next generation or whatever you want to call it coming around and making their mark and doing their thing. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's so cool. And I mean, universal is, Universal ain't going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, oh no, that yeah, that yeah. so that place is going to have you know you looking at we'll call him Sam, and then Sam is going to grow up and maybe maybe not become what you're doing, and then he's going to look at John, and John's going to be working at I don't know by then it'll be something that hasn't even come out yet, and it's just going to keep going and going and going, and but it always but it started with Terminator because before then like that's what it was like Terminator was the OG in that building. So it's, it's, it's definitely very special and and I can only imagine being attached to it. I mean, I'm just looking at it from a, from an outsider's perspective, but um, it's really cool. It's really, it's really cool. So do you have any, uh, do you have any uh, intention or like when they bring back the ragtime gals, are you going to, are you going to go back to that or not really? Um, I, you know, absolutely. If they, if they brought the rag, Time gals back, yeah, absolutely. So that's that's one of those um, contracted third party acts. That's, so that's an outside vendor that staffs and and, and puts that show uh, up and running. So that's okay. that's like uh, so actually two of the people that sang in the high tones with me. Uh, this guy his name is Jeremy James and Shalisa James. They own a company in town called Entertainment Central. And they, it's mostly, I would say, their bread and butter is acapella singing and musical groups. But they do a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, they pretty much do anything, uh, whether it's an impersonation, whether it's a you know virtual streaming, whether it's bands, singing, dancing, still walkers, you name it, they got it. Um, but they were in the high tones with me back in the mid-90s. And then they kind of went and did their own thing with acapella singing. They went on to some win some national competitions with a group that they were in called Vox Audio, um, Toxic Audio. And then eventually they, they, they were just, they're really very talented and they still do a lot of work with uh, Universal. Uh, they do all, you ever seen the, uh, the frog choir at, um, at the Hogs, Hogsworth where they, they have the little frogs and they sing and the little kids and the yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah. So they do, they staff all of that. They staffed the uh, Sing It, which was the uh, impromptu uh, like Sing It battle on the New York Street there at, um, at Universal, where the guy, the host, comes out and they have a guy and a girl and they're singing acapella music on the street. They yeah, staff all of that. That was short lived. That was short lived. Yeah, it was. But then actually, it, it actually was around for a, a long. They they were there until we closed last year as well. So yeah, they. But they staff a lot of these different, uh, or did staff a lot of those different um, uh, acapella groups and stuff. So anyway, their their company, I still do a lot of work with their company. In fact, I'm doing a gig tomorrow night down in Delray Beach singing with a, there's a, one of their groups is called the Atlantic City Boys. And it's a kind of like a the boy bands of the fifties and sixties, like Frankie Valley and the Ooh. beach boys and the four satins and all this, just, I mean, the song list is just amazing. It's just a lot of fun. And then we, it's four guys and we sing, uh, you know, 
the to tracks with a band actually with a band a lot of the time and it's a lot of fun it's 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 about an hour and a half almost two hour long show and um yeah it's a lot of fun so i still do a lot of work with them so if if the ragtime gals came back i would be all know, over easy it. easy to plug in and get back in there yeah because that's singing is still it's still in my bones and I, I love it <laughs> yeah and honestly that's uh that's my favorite part of the race through new york and when uh and, i know yeah <laughs> we get that a lot we get that. And, it, and it's funny i mean i i'm really good friends with the guy who basically came up with the entire concept of the entire ride uh jason sorrell who was a creative director at universal um unfortunately he got laid off last year with covid and everything but he's bounced back and he's with another company now but wait are you I've telling been... me jimmy fallon didn't come up with it because he took credit for all of it <laughs> well <laughs> yes yes you're absolutely right so basin pitched him ideas and then jimmy uh, said hey let's do this yeah oh uh, yeah see right. it gets it, it it gets reworked to uh because there was a behind the scenes of that ride and and, and jimmy was like uh, remember that thing i talked to you about like he's talking to the head of universal or something he's like remember like i sent you that idea for yeah for all but he was actually getting ideas from a, like from this guy you're talking about yeah so jason you know they're like hey you know when jason first because so jason actually was um he was one of the writers and the creators back in the day of that Bill and Ted show at Universal for Halloween. And that's how Jason and I met back in 96, 97-ish. And I did Bill and Ted show as uh, Mr. Freeze for um, for that. Yeah, I know, right? You know, cannot Arnold. escape asked, Arnold. You can't escape asked, Arnold. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and so and that was it was great because they actually had an Arnold Schwarzenegger, like the Terminator. They had a Terminator in the show. And they had Mr. Freeze in the show. And the guy who's playing Terminator is this guy, a friend of mine, Scott Sarage. And he he's like like this. We're our vocal. I mean, we have like a really both of us do a really good Arnold impersonation. He does a really good job. He doesn't, he's a little shorter and but he's really good. He's he's good, good Terminator. I'm like, great. Scott can do Terminator. I'll do Mr. Freeze. And I'm like, full on get up, make up this whole get up and my favorite moment in this in this uh, show and one of the bill and ted shows you remember they used the wild west stunt show there and i come out of the saloon at these doors like this and i'm like everybody i'm like oh no i say yes a cool potty and then i look over and i look at bill and ted i'm like ted i'm like bill ted it's time to play you know, and i start going after them and i start walking towards them and then terminator comes out right from the same doors <laughs> and, and he looks at and he's like freeze and i go what <laughs> he goes, freeze. And I'm like, I go, what? He goes, he goes, stop moving. Stand still. Shut up. <laughs> so we're like this Arnold moment back and forth. And we kind of look at each other. And then he comes over and he like, he hits me. And then you just hear, you hear tink. And then he, and then I hit him and you hear tink. <laughs> so like we're just hitting metal. And we're just both. Oh my gosh. It was like so, so, it was such one of my favorite memories from that show. But that was Jason Sorrell was the one of the writers and creators of the Bill and Ted show. And for a long time, it was like he basically came up with the formula of, you know, the whole, you know, phone booth and all this stuff and the characters and blah, blah, blah. So then he was there, him and I, who came really good friends. But then he left and went to Disney for a long, long time, many, many years, came back for Jimmy Fallon it was his first project that they like literally, hey, you're hired back. Here's your first project. We want to make a ride for Jimmy Fallon. And he, um, 
he came up and had these, you know, spent a lot of time up in New York with Jimmy and meetings and, you know, just back and forth, you know, banter with what, you know, they're going to do. And they built the ride, built the ride. They made this whole little stage that was supposed to be used for something else, but then that got kind of scrapped. And then they're like, we got to do something else. And this, you know, people are in this waiting area, this virtual queue line. What are they going to do? And we need a little show or something. And then another show director in the, in the area there, his name's Jason Horn. He was a show director. He kind of came up with this idea for the ragtime gals, which was a huge, huge little part of the tonight show with the whole barbershop thing. And, Jeremy and Shalisa said, we got this. And they wrote the songs. They had, they did all the arrangements and they, they pitched it and they loved it. Jimmy Fallon loved it. And yeah, ragtime gals, uh, lived on at universal. And it's, man, I tell you what, it's, it's, it's You obviously you've seen it and you know, the songs that we sing and how we sing them. And it's just, it's a lot of fun to get the reaction from the audience. Oh yeah. You're like, you know, uh, you know, Apple bottom jeans and the boots with the fur with the fur and you're singing these songs you know like your baby got back you know stuff like that yeah and you're singing baby got back and then all of a sudden people are like oh no yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so. but it's it's such a shame that you know what happened happened and you know COVID wise and and it just shut yeah. a lot of things down and I mean. Do you have any insight on when this when this mask stuff's going to go away, or or, or is twenty twenty one all masks at at Universal still? My my guess, um, I don't have any uh, like insider. They, you know, no inside. They 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 won't they won't tell us anything like that until like the last minute. Um, but my guess is is that twenty twenty one will be masks up until. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Because, well, I mean, I get it. Well, obviously, you know they're doing Halloween. Yeah. So oh yeah. They're doing Halloween. I think summer's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be pretty wide open. So, yeah, they got to kind of keep a little bit more of a you know, PC kind of you know we're we're in time we're we're being safe you know we're being cautious and into their you know, they still have to kind of be a little bit because the, I mean, theme parks are all about, you know, people from afar traveling to come here. So what the rest of the world is doing is, is one thing. And what America is doing, what Central Florida is doing, what Universal is, it kind of filters down like that with the mask thing. And I'm, I can go both ways on that, that topic, but um, it is what it is, you know, and if it keeps us open and it keeps people coming to the park and, at least having somewhat of a good time as much as they can. I know it's hot. I know those masks, they suck. And I, I get, I get that. I really do. I can, I can't even imagine going to a theme park with a mask on and having to walk around all day with one on, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be weird when they go away. It's, it's going to be like, whoa, we get yeah, to, I, I think about that too. Like how that's going to, how that's going to play out. And the only thing I can think is like, eventually they're just going to be like, it's not mandatory. But, you know, you yeah. might want to consider one. Yeah. I don't know. I think so. Then you're going to have that, that half and half. And I think that's what they just don't want that right now. They don't want that conflict or that, that possibility of, of like, you know, giving it an option. Make, if you make it an option, you're going to have that. Look at this guy over here. Look at this guy. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like one of those. You know, it's like, so 
that they're kind of playing that that card too. Like, it's not that the entire Universal, you know, uh, employment or the employees of all the Universal agree with the mask mandate and stuff like that, but it just stops the outside people that are coming in from having that that conflict and that discussion in the park and making it an issue and possibly, you know, turning it into more than it should be. So, yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say at least summer. Um, like I was like, especially since Halloween Horror Nights is happening, I was thinking, you know, maybe, maybe by then the, like the mask thing will be done, but I knew it's definitely mm-hmm. summer just because never thought you would see this in a promotional image, a brand new roller coaster, the Velocicoaster, the artwork for that, all the people on the, on the ride had masks on. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell who would have yeah. thought in 2021 for a brand new ride we would see that <laughs> i mean even in our show if born or any performer loses their mask on stage during a fight or during a scene it's an automatic show stop that's crazy an automatic show stop they'll stop the show we stop the show if they if their mask slips down or falls off or they don't have it they can't go on stage without it. So, well, well no. you know, well, you know what's weird about that is, it it, it took me a m- multiple viewings of Born to realize that those masks aren't a part of the show. Like that's not how the show was developed. No, I no. I took it as wow, like they were ahead of the time, like like time, like these characters n- just naturally wear masks. And what gave it away was when he gets dunked in the no. water. You can see because yeah. like the mask just vanishes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably the only scene, the only video clip or anything like that that wasn't reshot because that's a little bit more involved. This is all CGI stuff, and that's, that's yeah. Stuff. But some of the video inserts on like the the big board and stuff like that, they had to reshoot a couple of those uh, to put a mask on them. And that's that. crazy. But, um, yeah, I know, I know exactly. You know, yeah, before. Before COVID, it was all, you know, no masks, no, and we were rehearsals. It was no mask, no mask, no mask. And then we came out of, and then that, you know, obviously we're shut down. So the, the stunt performers and performers in the show had to continue to train and continue to work out and, and do their thing. Cause that shows very, um, um, it's very hard for the Borns. So I'm not going to lie. The, the Borns have a very hard job that it's very cardio heavy. Because they're going from, you know, one fight scene into the next fight scene into another car, you know, this and that. And then they got to run up, you know, four flights of stairs to get up onto the, the helicopter. So um, we've had some very uh, fit fit guys in that show that have had to say, yeah, I got to take a break. <laughs> like, just get to the top of the stairs up to the ca- the catwalk and for the elevator. And they're like, or for the helicopter, I'm like, I can't do this. I'm too winded i'm gonna throw up so um yeah no then they then you throw a mask on top of them that restricts their breathing yeah yeah on top of it and then it's like that's a whole nother (laughs) whole other level so yeah you know we've 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 adjusted and we've come through but i don't know man your guess is as good as mine is when those things are going to go away it's a good good question i would think with the vaccine stuff going out people feel safer and more comfortable without them but i don't know well that's the interesting thing because i'm not big into um uh i I, like i shared this on some of my social media uh like 
they were saying that fully vaccinated people can wear masks, like, or can, can, can go out in public without wearing a mask if you're fully vaccinated. But then it's like, how do you, how do you separate who's fully vaccinated from who's not fully vaccinated? So it's like, what was the point of that article? Like, I don't like, are we wearing bracelets? Like I've been, I've been vaccinated. Like, how do we know who's fully vaccinated? So it's like that idea was useless. And then of course, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but I'm like, if I was writing a horror drama thriller movie about like corrupt governments and shit, and like, this is the setting, it's like a giant pandemic across the globe and everyone's wearing masks and everyone's fed up with masks. The, of course, get vaccinated, like fully vaccinate yourself and you don't have to wear a mask anymore. But what are you, you know, like, what are you actually putting into your body kind of thing? You know, Jason is, is huge on this shit. I don't know if you know this, but yeah. he is yeah. like, that's all he talks yeah. about is conspiracy theories. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, there's, there's a handful of like those, uh, my Facebook friends like him and some other people, I've, ironically uh people that used to work at terminator back in the day too and i was i'm like man there's like, there like this like pocket of people that worked at terminator from like 96 till about 2004 or 5 somewhere like 10 years and there's like a handful of people in there that were all like right on the same like wavelength as far as like when it comes to like politics and and this and that you know whatever it is like a viewpoint i guess point of view and um yeah him i mean i'm not i'm not quite as as extreme as uh as jason but i i do kind of steer more towards middle of the road like like i said i could see kind of both sides of the argument or both sides of the yeah the reason why yeah it's the way to go so it's the way to go uh, but yeah i mean have you been vaccinated no 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 and but the reason being is because I did have it. I had COVID last year in June, so I did. I did get through it and I survived it. It was like a lie. It was. It was a rough ten days in bed. So I was in bed for ten days. I had a fever up and down for eight or nine of those days. And wow. Um, yeah, it was. It was like a really, 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 really bad flu. Is the best way to describe it. So. Um, but I did, I got, like I said, I got through it and just, I, I, I was very cautious. Actually, I felt my, my first signs of symptoms and stuff. I was at Bourne. I was actually working during, the, uh, in June and I was there and I got these symptoms. So, I, you know, it's like one of those, like you feel a little achy and yeah. you know, a little throat, blah, blah, blah. No cough, no nothing like that. I didn't have a fever, in fact, because every time they, um, like one of the performers, we get obviously as employees, we get checked every day before we even go into the uh, workplace. Before we go through security, we have to get checked with temperature. Yeah. Um, the performers, when they get there, they get checked at the gate, but they also get checked at the venue. So they have a little uh, temperature gun. So I was actually feeling a little like icky, whatever. And I'm like, oh gosh, here we go. And I look at her. And, and it was like, I don't know, it was like two or three o'clock in the afternoon. And I only had to work till like, I had to work to like four or five. So it was only like a couple hours left of my shift. But I'm like, oh, if I if I have a fever or anything like that, I'm going home. I'm like, I'm taking myself out. I was already like distancing myself from everybody out there. We have like uh, basement areas we can go to. So I went down there. There was nobody down there. I was like, just staying away from everybody because I was feeling this. And I'm like, oh, I'm not even going to chance that. So I did that. But then um, I came up and I'm like, actually... 
<laughs> it was uh, Dave Tomasi, Herdini, who was working that day <laughs> himself. And I um and I said, hey, dude, do me a favor. Go get the uh, temperature gun and just shoot my forehead really quick. So he comes over and he's like, you know, beep. He goes, no, 98.7, whatever it was. I'm like, okay. I mean, he's like, why? What's going on? I'm like, eh, it's feeling a little icky and stuff. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, no, your temperature's fine. I'm like, all right, cool, thanks. Which so just goes to I, show you, which just goes to show you, I mean, I'm yeah. not, y- y- come on, temperature? I mean, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, the temperature thing is, is, is a, it's a bunch of fun. It's the biggest fun. joke you of can, all time. It absolutely is. And that's, and that's another thing. That's like, they still, as employees, we got to go through this tent with a couple people when they shoot our forehead and they give us a little coupon ticket that we can then go over to security to go through security to get into the our workplace whatever so we have to show our little coupon and go through security that we've been temperature checked and we don't oh my gosh yeah it's like but 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 anyway but it was that day it was that day say that again it was that day that the day you got temperature scanned and you were fine that was the start of COVID. Yeah. 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 That was it. That was, um, so like I, I went home that day and I was, I was feeling a little down and all that stuff. And then I, I was like, yeah, I had to work. I had to work the next day, but I didn't have to be at work until four o'clock. So it was still, we were still doing rehearsals. So I was like the later shift, like four to nine or something like that. So I'm like, eh, I'm not going to call in yet. Let me just wait, get sleep on it, see how I feel in the morning and I'll, you know, make my decision then. So, I woke up the next day and I was like still feeling it. And I'm like, and it just didn't get any better. So then around, I don't know, one, 12 or one o'clock in the afternoon, I called, I texted my, uh, my stage manager and said, Hey, listen, I'm not feeling good right now. I think it's, you know, I got this, this and this. And so then he called, he texted me back like 30 minutes later. He's like, Hey, you, uh, since you told me you have symptoms, I have to, I have to let HR know. I have to let them know. And he was like, is that, is that okay? And I'm like, that's fine, dude. You, you do what you got to do. I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, what, are, what am I going to do? So um, so then he's like, yeah, they're probably going to call you. So they did. They called me and they're like, oh, hey, you know, I know you have symptoms and blah, blah, blah. So we're going to put you on quarantine for two weeks. And I'm like, this is June. I just came out of quarantine for that whole, you know, the first shutdown. I'm like, oh, my gosh, here we go again. So I'm like, and but here's the here's the here's your temperature thing. My temperature was still only a hundred. No, it was ninety nine point nine. Now Universal, you're not allowed to go into work if your temperature is a hundred is above a hundred point five. So technically, I was still under the temperature of the whatever you know yeah. allotted temperature te- check so even though i was still covid infected or whatever i my temperature was only 99.9 and i could have still gone to work yeah. yeah i know right so i didn't i called and they they put me on quarantine for two weeks i'm like okay fine it was probably a good thing because like the next day i felt like i got hit by a truck i was like how am i getting out of bed and then that's when they're like those the beginning of the next you know like i said about eight nine days in bed um just didn't eat no nothing like that and um they but you know like i said they put me on quarantine for two weeks they paid me the entire time i was on Good. on that and then after they they said as long as you don't have any symptoms 
uh, for three, I think 72 hours, you know, symptom free, you can go back to work. And I, yeah, so I did, that was good. And now, and now you're, you're good, right? You can't get it again. Well, that's, uh, who knows from from what they tell me. That's, that's the, uh, that's the theory. That's what some people say that once you have, I had the antibodies, I did get tested for the antibodies and I had multiple, you know, COVID tests since, since then I've had, if, if somebody comes near me with a Q-tip in my nose, I'm going to punch them. Let's put it that way. <laughs> That's how many fucking COVID tests I've had to have. And somebody's sticking that thing up my nose. I'm going to, oh my gosh, that's the worst thing ever. Yeah. Ooh. So um, I did have the, the test, the original test, and then I had the antibody test. So I had the antibodies. And I actually uh, did the whole plasma donation thing last year too, where I went to give plasma so they can use it for, for good people and, and whatever they do with the plasma <laughs> yeah yeah well we're all just winging it i mean clearly yeah. we're clearly the temperature thing is a wing this again right after i said it i was like well that's just another theory i mean you get it you can't get it again okay i'll buy it <laughs> it sounds good exactly exactly <laughs> who, know, who knows well, you know where i and, and people are like well where'd you get it i'm like fuck i don't know oh i you, mean you cannot have... you cannot trace that uh-uh exactly I have ideas of where I got it, but I have specifically apps. You'll never like, and then I say, what have you ever had the flu? And they're like, well, yeah. I'm like, well, then where'd you get your flu? How do you, how did you get your flu specifically? I mean, you can't, you can't trace that unless you could physically see it. Like they show you in those, the like commercials where it's like a bright green or like purple orange. I'm like, you can't, don't know where that is everywhere. There's, there's, there's germs and stuff everywhere that you can't i mean i i got staph infection from a surgery back in 2006 i'm like i've lived through some major viruses and 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 (laughs) crap like that so i'm like come on man i'm like and we i mean i went through the surgery do i know where i got staph absolutely not but you know what staph virus is everywhere it's on everything it's literally on every surface and it's just a matter of timing or bad timing or whatever you want to call it of it getting into your blood or your you know bones or whatever it is it's going to get in your body and your body can't fight it and that's that's the biggest thing is like building your immune system is bigger a bigger issue than anything yeah. all these people that you're so you're so afraid and so anxious you're like oh my god i'm gonna get it and then that's when it's gonna get you because your immune system is built you know broken down from your anxiety and your fear and everything and whenever you should be out in the sun you should get yourself some vitamin d and taking vitamins and pumping up your your immune system yeah so yeah yeah it's funny my uh my buddy that came on the podcast when he came on it was just a riff we like him and i went on and it culminated in us giving like the face of covid like if we had a like a spokesperson for covid it was the mucinex guy <laughs> that's exact. that's so that's perfect i mean you i mean you love yeah hey, <laughs> yep yep and now see some people and now see some people listening to this are probably they're like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, you can't joke about that. But now this is where we need to bring Jason back in and be like, Yeah, you oh. can joke about this shit because yeah, you have to. You have, you have to be to. able to joke about it, you know? It's yeah, you know, yeah, I'm not I'm not pulling any punches anymore, man. I'm like, come on. It's like but have people died from COVID? Yeah. Have people died from the flu? Yeah. yeah. People die from everything. People yeah. die from eating licorice. I mean, that's, that's a fact. So, but I'm not going to stop, you know, joking about it. I mean, death is death. It's, it's inevitable. We're all going to die. Yeah. I mean, fuck, what am I supposed to do about it? 
I, I mean, am I less empathetic, you know, you know, for it? No, no, it's just, I'm, I'm trying not to let it get to me. I'm trying to move on. I'm trying to be, you know, you know, that's what, I think that's what you're right. Jason should be a, a stand-up comedian. And I think, I feel like that was maybe I missed my calling as well. Cause I'm the same way, man. I watch, like I'll watch like Ricky Gervais or, or Jerry Seinfeld or, you know, any of these, like just, you know, Eddie Murphy. I mean, any of these guys back in Eddie Murphy's prime, you know, stuff like that. It's just like the comedian, the, the side of that, that's the side of me that it, when something happens, like whether it's tragic or anything like that, the first thing I think about is the joke. I think about the funny side of it. I think about how, where's the joke in that? I think about what's the joke in everything. I literally think everything should be a joke. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly where my brain goes to immediately. Could be a car crash. Could be somebody. I mean, I watch fail army till the cows come home. Cause I love watching people fall down. Cause it's, it just, it's funny to me. I'm like, Oh my God, what I'm like, is it half the time in my head? I'm like, you're an idiot. You know, what are you doing? You know, you know, you're going to get hurt if you try this. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's all about timing and the perfect example of this. And also granted, I guess, but you know, these are also uh, just, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, semantics, I guess, but like something like what happened with George Floyd, right? Incredibly, incredibly horrendous. Like that's something like I dedicated a whole episode of the podcast to, uh, uh, it was like the longest episode for, for a while. I just called a bunch of people and, and we, and we just talked about it. And, but you know, to like a week after that, to make jokes about something like that. Okay. Now you're kind of walking a fine line. It's timing. Right. But I mean, Dave Chappelle, not very long after, he he did something. It was like for YouTube or something. Like it was on YouTube or I don't, like I forget if it was for YouTube, but it was he did an event and he was talking seriously about it. But he but he worked in comedy to that and 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 it was all and and George Floyd was the you know the like the topic and again the semantics. Yes, Dave Chappelle is also black. I get that. You know now if that was a white guy on stage doing that that's a different take. I don't know how you, like how you read that, but it's definitely about timing, but you can joke about everything. I, like, I mean, I think, I think now if like a, like, like a white comedian was to make somehow make jokes about what happened there, I don't know how it would read to a lot of people, but I mean, I, I like, I'm sure like I would laugh about something like, like that they said, you know, it's, it's not like you're heartless for laughing at it, but it's like, uh, it's it's it, it's definitely rough. It's definitely rough to to try to understand, you know, how how to tell a joke about something really serious, but you have to laugh about it at some point. I don't know. You're you're you know you're 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 absolutely right. And I think what's happening with this with our culture and you know Jason's, you know, pretty much, you know, he's 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 on he's on the right track for figuring out what's going on, but there's such a separation of you have this and you have this and there you you can find a niche for anything out there you can find a tv show if you like you know hunting mushrooms in alaska you can find a show about hunting mushrooms in alaska because yeah there's content for everybody out there nowadays and that's just what the society is it's not nobody comes we don't come together anymore to watch stuff or to laugh at stuff together, we all have our own little niches. So then when somebody does something over here, that's, you know, possibly offensive to somebody over here, then they start like this. And that's exactly what our culture is right now. You think about it. That's like, we're so, we're such a niche 
kind of culture that we all have our own little shows and and people and things that were TV shows or TV stations that we look like. You have your Foxes, you know, your you know Fox you know News, and you have your CNNs, and you have your NBCs, and you have you have all these different like oh no, I watch Fox News, oh I only watch CNN. You know, everyone has their own little thing that they do. So they sit there, they get their little groups, and they look over there like, well, these guys are idiots, and that's what they've just. Everyone's such in their little group and their little clique now that it's just honestly i think it's 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 tearing the country apart or has torn we just haven't figured it out yet but it's you know i don't know what's going to happen that that's 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 what kind of gets me in my head i'm like we, we can't fix it i honestly i'm just i mean blatantly just gonna say it's not fixable it's not fixable yeah. there's no way yeah there the being fixed is on a, a much larger scale, like the social media and um, and the phones and just that co- that disconnect for this that generation that has it now. Um, I mean, I just my daughter was right on the cusp. Man, we I I think we dodged a big bullet because she was um, like I said, she's twenty. So yeah, I think when she was like seven, eight, nine years old, where kids are getting phones and they're like completely you know engrossed in snapchat and, and instagram and all these other you know stupid things tiktok and stuff like that yeah they get engrossed at such an early age she didn't really get that till she was almost like 12 or 13 so she's kind of like we didn't give her a phone she didn't have a phone until she was in eighth grade so um and <laughs> with that high school was a struggle oh my gosh man i just i can't even imagine being a parent um of a kid that young now I mean, obviously, I, I I would still enjoy it. I'd still do it, but I wouldn't. It, it would be tough having gone through it. Um, and those uh, older years, man, I whew, oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but you know, you just replace cell phones with. I mean, when 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 you were growing up, I'm sure there was, you know kids were just out you were just out living life and you know you like if you didn't tell your parents where you were going or leave a note or or anything i mean for all intents and purposes you were you like you could have been a missing person you know it's you, so there's always yeah. that like there's always that form of trouble going on for sure like there's always tr- like trouble it's just with what we have now and there's a great documentary on netflix the social dilemma that i watched And, uh, it was so good. And, and and, I mean, a lot of it is stuff that, you know, already, but it's the fact that it's just like the argument is bullying in the time of, let's say when you were in school versus, and and even when I was in high school to, to, to like the kids now, it's so different because when you bullied back in the day, you had to be in person. And then when you left, you were like, you just went home and took that with you. Now you get bullied at school or, or you're just doing whatever you're doing at school. You go home and you can't escape it because it's online now. And now they have the chance to do it online with you and continue it. So it's definitely an evolution, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a parent. Thank God. Uh, (laughs) seriously, like I'm like, like I'm really happy. I'm not a parent because, and I share the sentiment. I think Jason even said it, uh, like he was like talking about what him and his wife are going through. And it's like, why would you bring a kid into, into this, like into this life right now? You know? Yeah. I mean, 
gosh, I mean, the I mean, fear. I mean, fear is always there. It's fear is everywhere, and uh, to be afraid to do. I mean, that's that's. I mean, it's a little selfish to say something like to do that. To but I mean, everyone's like I'm not judging by any means, but everyone's their own person. Everyone has their own thing. I mean. It wasn't like we planned on having a kid when we had our kids. So, I mean, it's never, it's never a good time to have a kid. Let's put it that way. There you go. It's never good. <laughs> it's really, you really fine. I mean, think about it. I mean, people are like, well, we're, you know, we're waiting to have a kid financially, you know, which is not in a good place financially right now. Like, well, you don't need a ton of money to raise a kid. You just need time and love basically. And that's debatable on both of those. So. Yeah, we we made it work, and it's just you make it work. I mean, you make you 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 survive. You, the kid's gonna survive. Kids not gonna turn out to be a you know a, a serial killer or anything like that. But it's tough. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna lie. It's tough, but it's also very rewarding because you do see things through a kid's eyes, and that that you know you have that, which was you know a whole another you know aspect in the sports. You get sports or or video games. You play video games, or they get they start becoming like little people like you. It's, it's really, it's, it's kind of cool in, in, a, in this respect that my daughter is probably one of the very few people on earth that gets me through and through like her and I will literally sit down and then we still do this to this day on a Friday night or a Saturday night. We'll sit down. We will watch fail army together. We'll watch YouTube videos from six o'clock at night till one or two o'clock in the morning. Just sit there and laugh and and do you know just watch movies together i mean we just yeah we hang out you yeah know? we're just like it's it's cool i mean yeah granted yeah we've we've had some tough times not gonna lie she's you know she's still a, a teenage girl yep. <laughs> so uh but no you're i mean it's just it's a different time you're right then when i and i try to think about that like when i when i was a kid and you know growing up and and uh what it was like when i was you know no cell phones and you know just you know staying out till the the lights came on till it got dark yeah <laughs> past dark and not have to worry about uh you cut out on me one second one second if you can hear me you cut out like you're totally gone for a second one second this happened earlier Uh, Jeff? Oh, okay. Oh, there you are. There you are. Sorry. You're good. So my my hotspot on my, my phone died because it's been on this whole time <laughs> with the hotspot. So I was like, I'm sitting there and I looked at my phone like a minute ago and I'm like, why does it say three percent i'm like oh no it's gonna die soon and i was gonna try to tell you about that but then you know, got cut off there we go. we're yeah, back now i'm back go. on my wi-fi so i don't know what the all bets are off now <laughs> oh god all right well hey it's fine um i was just gonna say before we wrap this up that uh it's funny when you were like you know to like to have a kid you just need to have like love and like and everything you also need to have common sense because uh uh like it's it, it's so crazy how i just i just drove um Earlier today, I drove a Ford Ranger, and uh, it belongs to uh, my parents. And I, I I drove it. And when when you get out and turn this car off, it tells you on the screen check the back seat for occupants. 
it tells you to check the back seat so that you don't leave a kid sitting in the car seat. It like flashes. It it tells you check the back seat. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, wow. Oh, I mean that's a good feature, but wow, that's what we've evolved to or devolved into. Yeah, that, exactly. That's like having to put you know caution uh, contents are hot on the side of a coffee cup for you know so you don't spill on when you spill on yourself you don't sue them. Wow. Like no shit, the coffee's hot. Really? You sure? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's, that's 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 crazy. Check the back seat for occupants. For occupants. Go. <laughs> <Hey, Baker. laughs> no. Remember here? Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> get out. Don't don't want to leave you in here. Oh yeah. Hey, hey wake up. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. Hey, you know the good news is I can see you again now. I don't oh, know, get out of here! I sw- I'm like I turned. I'm like as soon as I went back on my Wi-Fi, I'm like, hey, and he's back. Well, you know, <laughs> I what? don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's because of the hot spot. Maybe he won't let me do it. I don't know. But if I'd known this, I would have done this when Jason was there because I'm like I would have seen Jason for a second. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all good. It might have done that just Next. so that. Just, it might have done that just so that it, it like sort of eliminated a lot of data coming out of it. You know, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. That's fucking weird. But either way, man, I uh, I really, really, really appreciate you coming on here. I hope you don't mind that Jason crashed the first hour and some odd change of your of your episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, that guy, I'll get, I'll, we'll get him back. We'll do it again. That, that'd be fun. We'll do it again. Maybe a another. Uh, terminator reunion just ter- just well we, we need a we need a like a, a talking point list so he doesn't get off track so next time we do this i'll get my talking point so we <laughs> keep, keep him in line because there was some i was i was trying to tell some really good stories about terminator and then he started going on again <laughs> about eating his wife's ass Never and talk. shit yeah about eating his wife's ass it's like what are you like what are, you're so blunt dude you're, you're just too oh, blunt right Oh, I know. That's, that's Jason, man. That's Jason. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been fun, dude. I'm glad we did. I'm glad we finally got to do this. I can't wait to do it again. Let's yeah, not wait so long this time. Yeah, and I'm always at the parks, so I like. All right, it'd be fucking awesome to run into you because I mean, like, I'm pretty sure to bring him back up. I'm pretty sure I've run into uh, Rick's flicks uh, a couple times. I just never had the like the courage to go up to him because it's like he's always filming his vlogs. But uh, yeah, it, it'd so, be really cool. Do you know how we know? Do you know how we know each other? Does he, he told you that? Or well, in, in the videos, I think I heard something about like something about soccer. Yeah, yeah. His his daughter uh, and we he coached him and his wife coached at the YMCA uh, at the same time. I was coaching soccer at the YMCA here in Winter Garden, and uh, his daughter played uh, on our team, and my daughter was on my team, so. We were always like rivals That's funny. <laughs> in, this, in this little, you know, seven, eight year old girls yeah, yeah. YMCA soccer league. <laughs> and uh, fortunately, unfortunately, I used to beat them all the time because I just, uh, you know, I had a good team, a good coach, whatever. I, uh, but yeah, no, Rick, Rick is, uh, and Nikki, uh, his wife, he are, they're both very good people. And I've known them for, I guess, like, you know, almost 15, 20 years now. So, yeah. Um, yeah. He's a good dude. I like Rick. It's cool. Yeah. Good guy. Um, so, yeah. We'll like, got to make something like that happen. Like, like the thing in September when Jason comes. Like, cause 
Absolutely. That would be awesome. Because I remember when we did the Terminator thing, that was right before the new film had come out. And we were all like, oh, yeah, like we should all like go see the movie together. <laughs> that never fucking happened. Yes. No, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, you know. we, we'll, we'll make we'll make September happen. That'll definitely happen. If not something before, but definitely September. We'll put that on the books. I'm going to put that on my calendar so I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Because who knows? But yeah, definitely. I'd be get uh, nice to do like a, a in person. Like we'll just do it's it's sit sit around and uh I got so this this is what I'm using right now to record with. So it's okay. a nice little snowball. Yeah, nice, nice. It's it's good. It's nice to just set that in the middle of the room and to start talking because it picks up everything. And that's that's where you see Jason on full Jason mode is when he's in person. Oh <laughs> god. But I can rein him in a little bit more when he's in person because I can I can snap him like a cat. He's like, hey, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you can shake him. <laughs> like poke his nose. Yeah, you can be like, shut the hell like, up, dude. Shut up. Yeah. Stop stealing, stealing my thunder, you son of a bitch. Just like <laughs> go full arm on him. Yep, exactly. Yeah. All right, uh, dude. Well, look, uh, I, uh, yep. I, I, I really appreciate you coming on here and uh, uh, definitely got to make it happen again. So you're always welcome back on. Appreciate you, Eddie. You're you're the man. Appreciate it. All right. Talk to you soon. Be soon. See ya.